On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick are going balls deep in the D23 Expo Star Wars news. We're talking all sorts of awesome new content to talk about for Mando. Kenobi, yes, he's coming. Tross, we got it all. Strap in. Cue that music. Welcome back to a brand new and action-packed, supersized edition of the Star Wars Time Show. That's right, it's Matt and Nick, and I don't know where Pete's at. He's probably depositing flea eggs somewhere in my house. I love them. But anyways, as you heard from the announcer, we're here to recap, to break down, to speculate on all things D23 Expo, which just went down this past weekend out there in Anaheim, and boy, oh boy, did we get some great Star Wars content? I don't think we got anything that really surprised us. We were kind of in the know on a lot of these reveals. I was telling you people all along, at least since April, that we'd get some sort of reel for Tross, not a trailer. That happened. We knew we were getting a Mando trailer. That happened. And, you know, Nick and I, we talked about the Kenobi rumor, and we pretty much said that was a done deal, too. And it happened. So we are one with the Force, my friends. Hopefully you figured that out by now. And you're all subbed up and ready to rock and roll. All right, Nick, so let's get into it, man. This thing is going to be super duper size, mega edition, because there was so much content, I think even more than I expected coming out of D23. But before we get to the meaty stuff, we do want to kind of give our PSAs to you Star Wars fans on some fandom stuff, things you may want to uh, dig into or check out just to enrich your Star Wars life. All right, buddy, so we're going to start with our favorite Star Wars video game in the last... 10 10 years at least probably yeah (laughs) and hopefully that changes come november but uh swago man it's getting a a rework and one that i think fans are kind of happy about oh yeah absolutely this is something that's that you know the the galactic republic era is expanding in battlefront 2 and now it's expanding again in galaxy of heroes and this time it's expanding to the clones the named clones rex fives Echo, all your favorites. Five hundred first, my friend, the the blue, the blue bombers. Oh, yeah. Ant, or I guess Vader's troop. It was Ahsoka's troop at one point in time. Oh yeah, and they they did become Vader's troop in the Empire, the five hundred first. And what's really cool here is that these characters have always existed in the game, but they never were really built in a way that was super synergistic. That was really oh, they sucked. Yeah, they sucked. Unless you had a full team of clones and you used them in a in a territory war where they got like those bonuses. Exactly. So right now, what we're doing or what Swago has done is they've reworked all of the named clones to make it a formidable group fives, Echo, and Rex. For those of you that aren't cool. Yeah. So it, it, it's. It's a complete rework of these characters, the way that they function, not only alone, but together. And then also with the addition of Shakti into the game recently, who was very focused on, you know, a clone leader type of position in oh, the yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It is a, I, I can say, because I've went up against this, this uh, you know, this group in arena, squad arena. It wrecks. Like, if you have this shit set tossed. up right. Yeah. <laughs> Our intern, who's like the master of this game, he, he thinks that... Some of these uh, Galactic Republic squads are about a, a tweak or a character away from becoming the new meta in the arenas. That's how, how good they are. So, Nick, this one, I- I'm guessing when you ran up against it, it was probably Shock T lead. You had the blue boys in there, and yep. then was it Ahsoka? Yeah, it was. 
that was it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they, they, as Nick said, as part of this rework for the 501st, uh, they all got the 501st designation. Uh, they all got uh, additional synergies, and, and I've heard that. That's the team. It is odd that Anakin's not involved, but I do believe he does not quite take over the 501 until he becomes Vader. Exactly. I mean, that's who he's marching up the steps with to go murder babies. Yeah, yeah. That That's his troop once he turns to the dark side. And then if you look at Anakin in the game, his primary synergy is set up with Padme now that she's been released. So that's kind right. of, you know, if you're running a Padme lead squad, then you definitely have Anakin Ahsoka in there as well with GM uh, with GK. So General Kenobi. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a long overdue rework for these characters. I think the entire Star Wars community, including all of these video games, are starting to embrace the fandom that is around the Clone Wars cartoon series. And that's why Damn you're seeing straight. stuff like this happen. So Yeah, the, the, these fuckers aren't from the prequels, my friends. I mean, these guys came to life in the Clone Wars. That's where you got the Meat Fives and Echo and Rex, and they actually had some great stories with each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Rex made it all the way up through Rebels and to the end of Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, th these are important characters. They're fun characters, but if you are playing a game, I believe it, it's out. The rework's out. You can farm Shaq T now, which means there's probably going to be some event requiring her and these clones in Ahsoka. So get ready to panic farm and spend some real cash. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, moving on to our next bit of fandom. And this one was actually sent to us by one of our own fans on Instagram, Kingdom of Weird. We love that. We love the interactions we're starting to get now. We got Star Wars Black Series 2019 asking us for maybe doing like a, a cantina cast where we just answer questions that you all ask us. We think that's freaking fantastic. Keep it up. Keep hitting us. We're, we're trying to figure some things out. But anyways, Kingdom of Weird kind of clued us into this. It's a new fan film. And I would say it's essentially the prequel to Star Wars The Force Awakens. And, and it's impressive because it's all CGI, Nick. Like someone had the talent, the money, the hardware to create a fully CGI uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens prequel with the likenesses of the characters. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know how this has not been pulled down, how this guy hasn't been sued yet. Thankfully, it's still up, but it's actually a good story that more or less tells what happened after Luke and Ben had their falling out at the temple. Where did Kylo go? And this fan film kind of shows you that. I mean, it shows that he turned himself over to the First Order. He, that's when he starts enlisting with Snoke. His mom tries to reach out to him one more time. It, it's a very, very well done fan film and i'm just glad that it has not been scrubbed yet by disney or lucasfilm yeah so if you're following along here with us and you you know click through the links that are in the post if you try to play this video within the star wars time post it won't work but don't worry about that if you click the watch this video on youtube within that little embed it will pop yeah, it's up still up yeah and like and, and i don't said, i don't understand that move by the creator because what does that honestly get them? Because, I, I, Nick, you may know more than me. I would assume the video is still getting views if it's an embed. Because, again, an embed is just an iframe, which is essentially taking a website and embedding it into another website. Uh, so I, I don't know why the creator would lock it down to where you have to go watch it on YouTube, but whatever. Yeah, It's yeah. still out. It's not locked down. If you haven't seen it, it's called Star Wars Tragedy of the Chosen One. Highly recommend checking it out. Absolutely. Well worth your time. It's about 15 minutes long, so it's not an overly, you know, extended it, 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 piece. It's, it's, it's legit. I mean, we've shared other fan films. This could be the best one in terms of quality and the narrative it tells. I mean, to me, it is 
it's a short that explains what happened to Kyle or Ben post training pre TFA. It's pretty, pretty slick. Not going to lie. All right. So, uh, kind of dabbling or, or getting into the D 23 stuff. Now, uh, first thing it's, it's a low hanging fruit item, but still something cool, something that got me intrigued because this is, I've been talking about, I'm waiting for my trip to galaxy's edge until the hotel's ready. And we finally got word that the hotel is going to be a full-on motherfucking starship mm-hmm. called the the Halcyon, Nick. Yes. And it's promising to provide a fully immersive Star Wars experience where guests will feel like they are on a starship that is essentially a, a luxury cruise liner in the Star Wars galaxy. So think of it uh, like a carnival cruise ship for us. This is what the people of Star Wars would have got on to take a vacation. And that's essentially what they're going to recreate for humans at galaxy's edge yeah having you know been to disney multiple times in my life i mean vacation club member all this other stuff i can i can with 100 percent certainty say that while disney does have themed hotels and they they feel very cool they're very well designed this is the first time that they've ever done something like this they've built an an entire resort experience around one concept around star wars and not only that this hotel is connected to galaxy's edge so you walk out of your hotel and you are in galaxy's edge that has never happened before there's never been a hotel that has direct access into a park like that it's absolutely incredible the the way that they've done this Um, and it just, it does, it it serves to give people that immersive experience that like, I, if I want to go, I want to be in star Wars land the whole time. And this is how you do it. It, it, Yeah. The way they talked it up, it sounds as if the moment you check in, you are checking yourself into the star Wars universe and you are not leaving it until you have to go home. Cause as Nick said, it's connected to the park. So you'll be walking through ship corridors, probably taking a turbo lift down, and then there you go, you're in Batu. And I, I just, it's brilliant. I, I don't think they gave dates or when it's going to be ready, and I believe it's only going to be at the Florida Park. Is that the World, Nick? Yes, World is the Florida okay. Park. Yeah, so it sounds like it's going to go at the Florida. Who knows when it's going to be ready? I think Nick and I, we might have casually threw out what pricing's going to be on a, on the last cast or two. Wasn't it thirty three hundred dollars like, for two night, three days? Yeah, exactly. This is this yeah. is for the high end Disney goer. If you, I don't know if this is going to be available. I think I mentioned this on the last cast when we were talking about pricing. Some of these brand new hotels are not immediately available to vacation club members. So even people who own you know Disney timeshare stuff like that, it may not be open to them right away, but there's definitely a pretty so penny. you're saying I'm going to have to suck some dick. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to have to... have th- to give Papa Caminita a handy to, to get his, his super club access. It may be, maybe, but this is... <laughs> I mean, this is a resort experience like nobody's ever going to have experience. And this is what... I mean, the moment I heard about the park, the hotels, this is what I've been wanting. And, and I've been telling you, I, I, I'm going to go all out. And, and the number in my head was about $6,000. Yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's what you were looking at... Keep in mind your park tickets, depending on the time. Of oh, the yeah, dude. Can- I mean, that, that's just a fucking hotel if I go for four nights. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're probably looking for a family of, of four if you're going to stay at the Halcyon Hotel and Resort. That You're probably looking at, you know, eight to ten grand easy. Ooh. 
Ooh-wee. Depending on how you travel, if you're going to fly, if you're not going to fly. You're... Let's go take back that new truck my wife just bought me today. <laughs> you know, Boy. it might be it might be worth it, but I'm definitely interested to see when this opens. And then also, obviously, I want to fucking stay here as soon as I can. But yeah, I, you, you get that shit done. You, you need to scout things out when you're there in November. I need you to go around, ask people behind the scenes, and you figure out what's going on with this bitch and when we can get into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And But it, it's cool. It's out there. The Halcyon, it's going to be a big-ass luxury starship cruiser uh, at Disney World, I'd imagine, 20, late 2020, 2021. I don't know. I, I don't think they gave those details nor are Nick and I really journalists, and we didn't really dive into it because who gives a shit, right? Yeah, we just like that it looks cool and that it sounds right. we, cool. We saw the picture in the video, and that's about all our brains could handle, and we were like, picture, video, post. Yeah. <laughs> Why go into the details that people need? Other be- people can Google it. They'll find yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not your fucking Google machine, you lazy assholes. Um, all right, so next up, more D23 stuff. And this is just kind of a little thing, but it, it's neat. We have a new trooper added to the mix. So, so far, uh, we know Tross is adding the Sith trooper, uh, but it's also going to add another variant, and that's going to be the First Order jet trooper. I mean, we saw these guys in a flash, literally like mm-hmm. a zoom in the Tross teaser uh, during that the desert scene. We kind of were like, hey, is that motherfucking like dudes on brooms or whatnot? No, they are jet troopers, Nick. And if you look at this guy... I kind of wrote up in the article that it looks like it's a trooper whose parents would have been a first order flame trooper and snow trooper and they fucked each other. (laughs) And then this helmet came out on the baby. Oh yeah. This helmet is definitely of a unique design. I mean, it looks kind of like a Cylon head from uh, Battlestar Galactica with that one kind of vision strip. And you can imagine, I mean, the flame trooper had the same slit and I believe their snow troopers have the slit too. It's just uh, there, like there's even a little the uh, Imperial era tank commander in there with the with the side yeah, flares on the, the bottom of the helmet. The of the helmet. There's, it's definitely a unique looking trooper, um, and they got markings. Yeah, on the front, on the front, right? Right? I mean, right on the chest. We've never seen a trooper with markings. I wonder what that means. That that's gonna have to be something that a a unique fan that has our best knowledge breaks down for us if he can translate <laughs> that. Oh, you know, you know, there's someone out there oh, that probably yeah. had done it. But again, that would entail us having to use our brains to find it. Yeah, <laughs> that's just nothing we feel like doing. But yeah, I mean, this is almost like a like you said, it's like a marked trooper, and you've never seen that before. All troopers are very standardized, first order or imperial troopers. Oh, they're there's, clean, man. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, only you ones keep that war machine looking slick. Yeah, the only ones that had the the unique markings were clone era troopers, and those were the ones who would like you know do that to themselves like like the 501st and stuff so um totally cool design here obviously we always get some sort of new version of a trooper in a new star wars movie and this is the one that we're getting this time i I have a feeling nick this is going to be the trooper variant that gives us the wilhelm in uh, the rise of sky oh yeah i could see i mean they're on a fucking jetpack something's gotta go wrong (laughs) everyone knows the wilhelm right i mean it's 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 in a lot of movies but it's it's in every star wars movie they throw in the wilhelm it's literally a guy going like oh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Whenever he falls. So, yeah, they're cool, man. It, for me, just means, all right, we got a new trooper to shoot. We're going to get a, a new variant action figure. Can't wait. So, uh, I, I dig it. I, I still, I'm telling you, I'm still a, an Imperial garb guy. I, I think the Imperials, the Empire, 
they're the best dressed to Star Wars. Oh yeah, still. And and Matt, you mentioned the uh, the toy community here for a second. I'm really interested to see what one guy has to do, and that's Sir Dork, the master of the of the fireworks. Oh yeah, the master with the jet of the trooper. Yeah. Th- that motherfucker. He'll probably jam like some gasoline up his jet pack, a sparkler, and then light it on fire with a blowtorch and see what happens. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very. I mean, excited. That's how he rolls. I mean, it, I don't know if you've watched any Jared's videos, but the motherfucker. I don't know how he's not been arrested yet. <laughs> Just being out because he literally rolls out with a fucking blowtorch. Yeah, just like a giant. That's his lighter. He's like, fuck lighters. I'm bringing a blowtorch. Yep. I mean, he's using a blowtorch to light like firecrackers or a sparkler. Yeah, man. Like he's not welding balls. something. This is, but th- that's why we love him. And he goes, he goes big or he goes home. Oh yeah, absolutely. We love that guy. I love that guy. So once but this yeah, you, comes, you know, out. you know, Sir Dirk will make this guy fly. And there's a a even better chance that we're gonna have everything Kylo here make him explode. Yeah, exactly. so <laughs> we're gonna get some of that bokeh action that that. Jesse's famous for on Instagram. But hey, we're getting uh, jet troopers. We're getting Sith troopers. We're also getting the Clone Wars, my friends, but not until 2020. Yeah, I know. That was one thing that we were kind of wondering about for the Disney Plus release. I know. We, we're, I think we just recently were like, did we figure this shit out? Is it a launch title? Well, nope. now we know. Now it's not. It's a February 2020 release on Disney Plus. Now, a lot of you people are like, oh, man, what does that mean for content, Disney content or Star Wars content right up front for, for Disney Plus? Well, you know Mando is going to be there uh, November 12th. Uh, Mando, oh, my God. So you don't have to worry about that. And then we also have confirmation this was a long time ago that we're going to have all of the Star Wars movies already preloaded on there. So you can go in, you can watch TFA, you can watch you know, prequels, original trilogy. Also read today that... Free of charge, Disney Plus will offer 4K, UHD, and Atmos. That is beautiful. So you know how Netflix nickel and dimes you if you want the fucking 4K shit? Yep, I paid that little dealio too. Oh, I do too. Netflix is going to have to figure some shit out, I think. I I think this, what Disney is doing, now that they've just laid their big dick out on the table, they've announced that $12.99 bundle, which is insane. The $6.99 standalone's insane, and by the way, you get... There's going to be 400 movies on there already. You're getting all these uh, uh, special series, the Star Wars stuff, all those damn Marvel shows they're announced. Like, come on, people. Disney has put you all on notice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the licenses that they own makes them the premier content provider in the streaming Of course, but dude, right the now. pricing is insane. Yeah. I mean, that pricing is insane. That, that the uh, I'm going to call it the Disney bundle because you're getting... I don't know how Hulu got in there. I, does Disney, Disney owns own Hulu, Hulu. Now too? Yeah. Oh, there you Disney go. Disney owns okay. Hulu. <laughs> so got, literally, Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, twelve ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, if I would have... That's cheaper than Netflix, man. Yeah. I'm paying 15 for Netflix 4K right now, and this is... You're getting three services for less than that. I already... If I would have known this bundle was coming out, I would have waited on my ESPN Plus purchase because I bought that like about a couple months ago. I'm still going to do it because I don't have Hulu. We lost Hulu f- due to a mishap. And then we, you know, obviously. That, that basically means <laughs> someone that Nick knows died and he can't use their account anymore. <laughs> Maybe something like that happened. But um, we we don't have Disney Plus, obviously not out yet. We don't have Hulu and I have ESPN Plus. But, you know, if they, if they can read my account because all of these things are interconnected. So if I can log on with my 
you know, ESPN plus account. And then they dropped me like a $3 discount. Cause I already have it. That would be appreciated, but we'll see. I'll pay you the full there 12. You go. Look at him. Look at it. He just, what you guys didn't see, he was waving his two fingers that whole time. Yeah. That was a fucking Jedi mind trick. He just did on Bob. Iger. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. You know, people, some people might have one and not the rest of them already. Well, there well you go, I, dude, that's how I am because I get Hulu through Spotify. Yep. So I, it makes, it pisses me off because I want that triple bundle because some of the ESPN Plus stuff, the fights, you know, MMA, I believe that's all locked behind that. That is, yeah. Uh, even some of the coverage is locked behind that now, just articles. Uh, but I, it's like I can't do it when I already get Hulu, so I'm probably just going to do the six ninety nine. But anyways, the, the thing we were talking here, Clone Wars confirmed February 2020. Uh, we still don't know if it's more than a season. All we got was a new shot. And it's of Ahsoka with two blue lightsabers. They're still blue at this point. Yep. So I don't know what the fuck that means. And she's rolling up on our buddy, the DM, the Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. I mean, this looks... That's one. That's a fantastic image to put out for the revival of the Clone Wars because it's two of the most revered characters within that series. I mean, if you think about Anakin, you think about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, these are known quantities. With, with Maul and with Ahsoka, they were both introduced to... The series, Maul reintroduced to the series, and people just fell in love with them again in Maul's case. So, I mean, these two being your primary image for the for the re-release, very awesome. Very much looking forward to it. And I do... Right. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of a bummer, but it's not. I mean, let's Staggered not, content. So, you know. Yeah, let's, let's just not take a fucking shotgun to the face of Star Wars content when Disney Plus launches, so... Uh, I'm all for it. It'll be nice. I mean, by then, clearly, we'll have made it through Mando, and we'll probably be wanting something new. So I think it's a good good push. February 2020, The Clone Wars returns to Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. All right, so we're starting to get into some of the itchy stuff here, buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. One interesting thing that happened at D23, for the first time ever, Lucasfilm has provided a timeline for the Star Wars films. Yeah. Uh, and they actually now have names for the eras. It's no longer the prequels, the originals, and the sequels. We have the Age of Republic, which spans, we'd say, probably through something we're going to talk about, Kenobi. Yep. We have the Age of Rebellion, which starts with the Rebels cartoon and ends with Jedi. Yep. You might even say Mando could fall in there, too. Mando's probably within the Age of Rebellion, right on yeah, the you're edge. Right. Yeah, you're right, 100%. And then we have the Age of Resistance, and that begins clearly with Force Awakens, includes Star Wars Resistance, the cartoon, Star Wars Galaxy Edge, I guess, is a movie now, and uh, Rise of Skywalker yeah. is going to be included there. But uh, really, the only thing to note on this timeline, I mean, it's nice to finally see where everything fits, Nick, but... It looks like my three-year-old daughter designed it. <laughs> the sp- and she's, she has a problem drawing straight lines at this point. In time. Oh, yeah. I mean, they... I mean, I know that there's a lot of content to fit in here, but they could I, mean, I think I did it for the logos, right? Is that the reasoning behind the spaghetti lines? Yeah, because, the, you know, they're, they're making the logos big. They're making the logos readable. But the problem with doing that and the way that they've done it is that you have to have, like you said, Matt, these spaghetti lines that are like... Uh, wrapping around shit and like interconnecting through each other it's so weird looking i don't i mean i dude i don't know how anyone pre-production for these stage shows looks at that and goes fuck yeah i'm proud of that let's throw that up on a movie screen oh yeah i mean this looks like complete i don't know it's bonkers dude (laughs) it's fucking bonkers Uh, but yeah i mean the good thing but 
Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the good thing about it is that we can now identify even year markers. You know how far apart is something from something else? You know we. Oh yeah, it's 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 nice yeah. and that it just looks, looks so fucking insane. Fucking I mean, it looks like vomit. Like I just went, hey Nick, I think I'm going to make a Star Wars timeline. Yeah, I mean I like how like Solo has like one like U shape that's connected to it. So oh, like, it, it spans. Well, it, yeah, four it has years. two two lines to tell us that Solo spanned multiple years. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's Solo spans four years, and then what's interesting, like Matt was noting, is that Kenobi, due to this timeline, we know that Kenobi now takes place eight years after. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, and that is within the the four year span of time that Solo is happening. So correct. Um, so it's happening very near the Solo timeline. Um, we it's a little bit far out from Rebels. So I mean, basically, what you can do here is like go on and count the little lines. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's eight years out from Rebels as well. So it's kind of right in between See, now i almost think it's too far out from a new hope because if it's eight years from rots luke's eight but luke's supposed to be 18 oh never mind that works yeah it's it's Does it work it's 10 years so it's let me see i gotta this thing's so fucked up i'm trying to count one two three four five, i'm counting like 13 six, or some shit eight, but again this thing's eight, essentially eight, i think you have to be on acid to interpret it correctly so it's 12 it's 12 lines away from a new hope and those are years man i yeah. mean just look how it works between one and two i mean that's, that's oh, yeah, all it's legit all so like i said okay i guess luke's uh, gained a couple years luke was supposed to be 19 <laughs> at the beginning they of still fuck this shit of up. a new hope i guess depending on how you look at when luke's birthday is you could say that okay he's still 19 uh, he doesn't right, yeah, turn right, 20 okay. yet <laughs> like nick, nick saved a day for lucasfilm but i'd say that's a little it's a little wonky for sure <laughs> a little wonky but all right we'll go with it yeah but i mean it's a good visual representation of all the shit that's happening in a star wars series you can also see where the casting Andor series falls within that which is what two years after the start of rebels so Lots of good information, um, and like Matt says, the first time that we've really seen a visual representation of a timeline for Star Wars. It, I do. I'm not gonna. Lie. I like the ages too. Yeah, Age of I Republic, mean, I, Rebellion, Resistance. Well done. I gotta start getting used to just calling it the Republic era, the Rebellion era, and the Resistance era versus prequel, sequel, original. I know that's gonna be a hard habit. We of can ours do it, to Nick. Break. We can do it. I mean, I know we have tiny brains, but I think if we uh, dedicate ourselves. We can do it. Absolutely. I think we can get it. All right. So that timeline was cool, and you heard us throwing out a name there, Kenobi. Well, hey, guess what? It's real. I mean, that that announcement went down at D23. I don't think it really surprised diehards like us. I mean, a cast or two ago, we were essentially confirming this is going to happen. Uh, but it, it, it happened, and, and they got Ewan out there. I mean, they, they brought him out. As we said, it's going to be set eight years after Rots. He's probably going to be on Tatooine. It, it looks like it's going to be self-contained within a year timeline. Um, but that's that's all we really got. We, we don't know dates. We don't know how many episodes. We've heard anywhere from six to eight to ten, like Mando. Uh, I would assume, Nick, that this one, since it was the last announced, that this could potentially be – Shit, we think 2021, 2022? Yeah, I mean, if we look at, you know, the staggering of the releases, I mean, you have Mando, November. I mean, it feels like Clone Wars is already in the can, and they're just giving it a little time before they put it out. That's and I, I know I read some. I don't even think they've shot the Cassian series yet. It doesn't no, even have yeah, a name it hasn't first started off. yet. It hasn't started right. filming. 
because um, there was a there was a tweet out there that was showing Alan Tudyk who plays K2SO, and then you have Diego Luna who plays Cassie Andor, and they're saying like filming starting this summer, so like next yeah. 2020, not this summer that's happening now, next year. <laughs> so um, it's likely that we won't see Kenobi until probably like you said 2021 at the earliest. Now, do, do you think they'll? they'll space the live actions out year per year or would they ever just be like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll launch fucking Cassie in, in the winter and then Kenobi gets to fall. I think that they could do something like that, but I feel like they would need to have way more on deck. Like right now we only have three. They're probably using these as like a test, you know, a test run. How do these live action star Wars series do? And if they are super successful, then I feel like we're going to get, Something like that. We'll have a series kind of like what Marvel did with Netflix and the, you know, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, you know, Iron Fist kind of deal. All right. So now that we know this is going down and and there's really nothing to go on. So this we're we're not going to get too deep into it. But but what do we see here? I mean, what's the story? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting because if you picked it up like right after episode three, right after Rots, there's a lot going on and like Kenobi would be frantic. This is eight right. years later, so he's settled down. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, the Empire is at play. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've seen a glimpse of this timeline in, in Solo, the opening shot. That That's essentially a year after that is when the Kenobi's taking place. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so, the, the, you know, the Empire is real, uh, but... Does he have some sort of interactions with Darth Maul? Because we know that Kenobi exactly. and Maul have some sort of... You know, some beef. Do, do they cast a child actor for Luke? Yeah. Do do we see? Do, do we get? Do we do we go there, Nick? I mean, do they even fold in the Lars homestead? I mean, I guess that's what I'm looking at. Is it is it Kenobi going off on adventures, leaving planet, or is it Kenobi on Tatooine, being the the overseer of Luke and and just what that entails, the survival, the bounty hunters coming for him, uh, inquisitors looking for him. I mean, is that what we're getting at? Yeah. I mean, it, that. I always thought that if Kenobi was sitting there stuck in the desert like he is after being such a prominent active force that at a certain point he would get stir crazy and he would need to do something like even the most disciplined of Jedi will still get, you know, this, this feeling, this antsiness, like they want to do something. They're not used to just sitting idly by while the galaxy is. I don't know. Yoda did a pretty damn good job of it. He did, but he's also, I guess, you know, they just sit there and fucking meditate all day. Yeah. I mean, he completely disconnected. I I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think he's just going to be sitting there, you know, humming a, humming a legs cross and his, you know, fingers touching his thumbs. I don't think he's leaving Tatooine though. Yeah. I, I think this show is fully housed on Tatooine, Judlin Wace. Uh, just, we know first off traveling can get someone wanting to be in hiding in trouble. Second off, Kenobi said it multiple times in the prequels. Motherfucker hates flying, hates being a pilot. He pretty much hates star tra- ship travel as much as c-3po yeah also there's a ton of shit that goes on on tatooine we know it's the hive of scum and villainy like you know kenobi put out there in episode four so there's going to be no lack of you know sand people i mean yeah there's plenty and really for a tv show it's it's perfect the content they could tell in a you know, you'll you'll have the overarching season plot, but then you'll you'll have individual episode stories that get wrapped. You know, one episode could be, hey, it's the fucking 
sand people problem episode or you know hey oh no i've heard these bounty hunters caught wind of this secret child and i gotta take them out yeah and then you have uh, job of the hut there there's a ton right. of you know material. an inquisitor lands on planet there we go we gotta deal with that so I, I mean first and foremost this is what nick and i've been calling for it's what we've been predicting speculating you can thank us if you want to i'm sure our words and putting things out there into the ether influenced the force fired up people's midichlorians and they got it done it, it's happening mr hello there is coming back to live action star wars but that's really all we got right now. There's just not much to go on outside of us pulling straws out of our asses trying to figure out what the story's going to be. But we'll, we'll save more of that for once we start getting some visuals. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. And it's ha- you know I'm happy to have this series. If there was going to be a third live action, I feel like Obi needed to be it. And, and now we right. got it. So. If it's not going to be Darth Vader, then give me Kenobi. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck. 100%. All right, buddy. Time to get into the goods and by the goods i mean the videos that came out of d23 and it it started on friday with the first trailer for the mandalorian so i mean all things considered nick and i have cheated with the mando we we were lucky enough to get to the panel at celebration so we actually have seen footage we've seen more footage than it was shown in the trailer we actually saw a full scene play out and a behind the scenes reel so I think the the shock and all that everyone felt with this trailer that hadn't seen anything, I'm not going to say was lost on us, but it was more like, all right, finally, people are going to see what this shit's about, and maybe they'll start believing us that these Star Wars live actions are going to be just as good, if not better, production-wise than the movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about how pretty the trailer looked. We're here to talk about the key things that went down in the trailer, my friend. And and we're not going to go nuts. Uh, I've already taken that time, and I've done a detailed video breakdown that you can check out on StarWarsTime.net or on our YouTube channel. And and basically what I do is I take stills from the trailer, and then each still I kind of give my thoughts on what's happening, who's in it, and possibly what it could mean for the plot. Uh, so what we're going to do on the cast, we're, we're mainly going to talk about kind of the, the new information we got from the trailer and just from D23 announcements. And, then, and there was a few of them. So, I mean, we, we got a new poster. It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tattoo it on my ass. <laughs> we got the news, Nick, and, and I like this news, that the Mando is going to be episodic and not bingeable, which I appreciate. I don't know how you took that, but I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, binge watching culture is the, is the the watching culture now, but it does it it's it extends the the window that Disney has for this release title because if you dropped it all at once, people are gonna finish the show in two days and then they're gonna be like, oh, there's no content on here. What's the fucking where? Where's Disney? I'm not worried about yeah. those assholes. I'm worried about you and you and me killing ourselves trying to cover the goddamn show oh yeah now it definitely makes it easier for us that's why i'm happy about episodic i don't give a fuck about what these other idiots are going to do if they if they watch all their star wars and it's gone yeah i just like this now we can actually kind of do what we did for resistance yep we can i can do my videos for easter eggs and a recap review then we can come on and have a special cast and really break them down that's why i like oh yeah we're not going to feel compelled like they're getting blown up our asses like okay you gotta watch all 10 this weekend and take detailed notes and spend all weekend doing videos this that and the other thing and then you gotta spend all next week casting so 
I, I'm a big fan of the episodic release schedule on Disney Plus for Mando. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of it, too. The other the other big you know piece of news around the show that wasn't included within the trailer was a new casting. And if you are a fan of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, you know Ming-Na Wen. She Hell plays... Yeah. Hell yeah, Agent May. Yeah, she plays May. And, and now we know that May is coming to The Mandalorian. Uh, and I think it's a perfect casting. I mean, she's been around forever. She actually was able to reveal the casting when she was being inducted into, is it the Disney, Disney Legends, Disney Legends. Nick, I believe? Yep. It was her, Favreau, RDJ. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I mean, so that's awesome. I, I assume she's probably going to play a competing bounty hunter, scoundrel type, something like that. She's not going to be just a, a pretty face. She's going to be kicking ass and taking names because oh, yeah. that's what Ming-Na Wen does. Absolutely. Uh, other news we got from here, we learned who Giancarlo Esposito's playing. He is Moff Gideon. And apparently at this point in time in the galaxy, because the Empire's crumbled, the New Republic's not quite in full force, these old Moffs have become warlords because the Moffs during the Empire were essentially regional governors that had their own armies, battalions, fleets. And now these assholes are just kind of warlording it up and, and taking what they can and, and levy, levying down their own brand of justice. And, and I believe he's going to be the, the big bad throughout the series. It was also confirmed that Taika is IG-11, not IG-88. Yeah. And confirmed that Mando has a real name. We don't know that yet. Obviously, it's probably going to be something special. And finally, before we get into the breakdown, it's more... I'm going to go ahead and say take it to the bank, but we now know Nick Nolte's character's name is going to be Kuil. He's an Ugnaught, and you probably saw him in the trailer riding on one of those... I think they're called Blurgs. Blurgs, yeah. Excellent yeah, name. Yeah, he's, he's the little Ugnaught guy. So, yeah. all right, Nick. Getting into the breakdown, like I said, I, we really don't have to go shot for shot. Um, I think something that really kind of stood out to me in the trailer was um, for the first thing. I, I'm just we can just start here. We'll just kind of scatterbrain this. The first shot that made me go, okay, what the fuck's going on here was the, the, the carbonite casing. Yes, because we both talked about that. We we're like, man, that looks familiar. And you mentioned it in your breakdown video, like you're trying to figure out who it was. Well, yeah, but I finally like astute. really started looking at it. Yeah. It's his fucking shit, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he, Homeboy has a carbon freezing chamber on his ship to lock up his bounties. Yeah. And it's, it's brilliant. And, and you almost... You almost have to draw that fan line connection to, hey, he, maybe he heard about that from what Boba Fett did. Exactly. Or what Vader did with Han. What, what was done to Han Solo wasn't something that was typical. If you remember in ESB, they're like, are you sure this isn't going to kill him? Like, we've never carbon froze a human before. Like, is this even possible? So that's what was being thrown out there. And then obviously in the bounty hunting community, once people see fucking Han Solo hung up on Jabba the Hutt's wall. They're like, holy shit, that's actually pretty efficient. We can just freeze people now when we don't have to worry about putting them in a ship or keeping them in a holding right. cell. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to worry about them taking shit, pissing. They're literally just in stasis. Yeah. So, and if you look at the shot that Matt has in the, in the 35 images that he put up, like 
You can see rows. rows of them, yes. man. I mean, he's got rows of them. Yeah, so he's probably he's got this one guy up front who me and Matt were like losing our minds trying to figure out who it was, but then really there's four other ones behind him. Like, right. So, and that's the real purpose of this shot is to show like this guy's just got people fucking stacked up in his trunk. Yeah, he's, he's a pro. He's a pro. Yeah. Um, one of the shots that like two of the shots that I really you know were was drawn to was these children. So. Matt, we remember back, you know, exactly a few months yeah, ago. So this is—I I know where you're going here. This is a again coming from an MSW rumor, so we we definitely treat it as it could be legit, and it, it, I I still think it is because there were shots of kids. I, I don't think the kid in the red being dragged away is anything important. Maybe the lady with the girl, but I believe, and we saw a scene of Carl Weathers guy grief Carga. Mm-hmm. He's essentially the head of the bounty hunter guild. And, and Nick, we saw this at Celebration, yeah. right? Where he's essentially saying, hey, man, bounties are hard to come by, but I've got this one that no one wants to take. Yep, exactly. And then he just immediately And, and we've <laughs> speculated that that could be the the Werner Herzog character bounty, which is probably going to get a kid, kill a kid, or bring a kid back. And that's probably where the Mando's going to balk, and that's going to start the in my mind, the, the actual show. Yeah, so this is the MacGuffin that we've been talking about that's been talked about uh, for months now with the Mandalorian, this this bounty that leads to a possible child abduction, child murder, whatever, and then it kicks it off. So um, the based off of the timeline, though, so if we're going to use this timeline as, as the source of truth, there didn't seem to be a time jump for the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian was only set on one year. And yeah, it, it's it's a one year. Yeah. Set. So what? Which which is fine. I mean, we we talked about this before in TV land. I mean, how Breaking Bad lasted six years and probably took place what a year's time within the show. Yeah. So uh, th- that doesn't matter. But yeah, it, it's going to be contained to that that one year on the new magical timeline that was cooked up there. Yeah. But, I mean, just just based on the way this flows, here here's my my guess for episode one. I mean, we're, we're going to see what this guy can do. I, I think the the awesome shot of him capturing people in a bar where he's just kicking everyone's ass and essentially cuts that guy in half through the door. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be there to establish his prowess. I think the meeting with grief is going to be episode one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's eventually going to lead him to the meeting with Werner's character, and, that and I think probably. that'll probably be the end. Yep. And then some of the other quick beats, it looks like he's probably going to team up with IG-11 for certain bounties. Uh, they didn't show much of Cara Dune, that's and that's uh, Gina Carano's character, the former rebel shock trooper. But I- I'm still going with, they're going to butt heads at first, but probably going to have to work together yeah, in the long run. Exactly. There's... And I'm assuming that's going to be to combat this Moff Gideon character. Yeah, so this Moff Gideon character, like you mentioned, is is the big bad. He's leading this cadre of stormtroopers, basically just, you know, laying waste to things. He He's trying to oh, dude, run. He's got, he, he brought... He, brought out the fucking death trooper okay. firing squad oh yeah like he's basically trying to carve out his piece of the galaxy at this point which is exactly what these imperial you know remnants are trying to do is is keep control over specific pieces or planets just for themselves um so it's going to be interesting to see how Cara Dune comes in um if she's already on planet trying to fight against this gideon guy or if she just kind of gets roped in uh, possibly a competing bounty hunter who 
Yeah, you can yeah. have that. I, I have a feeling she'll be involved with or maybe protecting the target that Werner's character is sending the Mando after. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's super interesting to see how, you know, that dynamic is going to play out. And then if IG-11, what I want to see is, like, is IG-11 going to be one of these persistent characters kind of like you know, K2 was to Cassian. Like, is he- Yeah, man. Is he like his Chewbacca or are they just teaming up for shared game? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a cool dynamic. And then one of the other things is just like, we see a lot of Imperial, you know, Imperial stuff here. The trailer opens up with this incredible shot of like what looks like a Stormtrooper graveyard. It's just like helmets littered in the sand up on pikes. Um, so I want to see like, exactly what the sentiment is around the empire at that time and and how people are responding to these remnants that are led by people like Moff Gideon and then Warner Herzog's character like you mentioned is clearly an imperial he has imperial guards I mean it's got to be a shit show yeah at at this point in time in the galaxy I mean just an absolute shit show yeah I mean it's we've got the the remnants of the empire trying to seize control but then you've got the bounty hunters the other scoundrels uh, the the remnants of the rebels trying to get New Republic up and running, so they're not even worried about the Outer Rim. It, yeah, I mean it's spaghetti western lawlessness. I mean it's it's checking all the marks that Favreau and Filoni had had promised us. Yeah. Uh, how about this swoop bike thing, speeder bike? Yes. <laughs> swoop bike, speeder bike. Which one do you think it is? I mean, do you think that's any one of importance on it, or is this just a cool shot? I mean, it's it's tough. I feel like this is just a cool shot. It definitely looks like, you know, an old Imperial era bike that we've seen. It's definitely modeled after the ones that we saw oh, on Endor. It's It's got some hints of the Imperial speeder bike we saw on Endor. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very, yeah, I feel like this person that's on it is probably nobody of direct significance. I can't really right. recognize them. Um, but I do think that, the, you know, this could be indicative of like swoop bike gangs. You know, we've we've heard of swoop bike gangs. If you go back to fucking Nice Old Republic, that was a that's why that's why I was throwing out swoop bike. I wanted to see if I would trigger your your co-tour now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That you know, it definitely popped up in my head. But like, I think that this type of thing could be used to show that level of lawlessness that you were talking about. Like, there's just fucking motorcycle gangs out there. There's fucking you know. Moff Gideon and the Imperial Remnant. There's there's Werner Herzog's character. Speaking of them, how about how about the Chicken Walker just getting dropped in there, blasting motherfuckers know, left that, and right? That I mean, was it, it's got a paint job and everything. You can't you can sort of see the red paint, but we, we got a better picture in a, in a Lego box set. But this this ad st that they have, I'm guessing it's Gideon's. It's all decked out. Like I'm telling you, these, these people. Once the the Emperor dead and Cinder kicked in, if they weren't invited to Cinder, they're just like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm going to start running this bitch the way I want to run it. I'm going to fuse my own style. I mean, this at ST, I believe its whole head is painted red with black lettering on it. And it looks like they're fucking up some some village or outpost here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see, like, essentially they they tried to build, like, these wooden barricades to stop an incursion. But it looks like troops are blowing through there. So, I mean, you're going to get – I think the one thing, Nick, I just realized from this is the – the look and feel of the world is very original trilogy. I mean, there's a lot of practical shit going on, yep. a lot of up close and personal type of shots. It's not this big uh, galaxy spanning tale, I don't think. Yeah. 
but just, it just, man, I think Favreau just nailed the, the look of this. Yeah. And I think he's got the the Star Wars authenticity that some fans that aren't fans of what Disney's done so far, I think I think he might scratch that itch for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the closest new movie that I could liken this to is definitely Rogue One. If you look at some yeah. of these screen caps yeah. that you have here, they have a distinct Rogue One feel. Like this, this, the shot of the ship, you know, flying over this craggy type of environment is almost a direct, you know, callback to the shot yeah, of kind of Cassian. action. Yeah, I mean, so th- there's definitely a similar feel, and and I think I put it in in my quick write up when the when the trailer dropped, like the the grittiness and the in the visceral nature of this series is going to be very similar to rogue one rogue one was a very visceral movie i mean it may not have had you know blood and guts spraying everywhere but if you look at specifically the end of that film like it is a it's it's a very violent movie um so i expect that type of treatment for the mandalorian yeah yeah me too like like this this should feature many scenes like the one where we see cassian wiping out his informant like it like a scumbag but he had to do it oh yeah absolutely i mean that's that's Uh, yeah i agree i agree i I think we should see i I don't think we're gonna get rated our star wars but this should be one of the darker if not the darkest star wars properties out there in terms of just the content the, the narratives being told should be pretty big boy you know, not happy-go-lucky Jar Jar prequel. La la la, yeah. la la la, la 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 la. Sorry, um, my kid one. for some reason got into the prequels this weekend. Oh so, man, here we go. Uh, I watched Phantom Menace four times. Nice, nice. I mean, that ends. Still the best prequel out there. I mean, hands down. After eating it four more times this weekend, it's not even close. Yeah. but that's neither here nor there. Uh, a few more shots I want to talk about from the Mando trailer. I'm glad that it looks like we're going to get some space battles. You know, yep. we get, was it what's his ship again? The Raven Crest or something like yeah. that. Uh, it looks like he's being pursued by someone. I am assuming it could be a competitive bounty hunter. It's it's clearly not an Imperial ship. So yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, it's also it looks like it's an like a remodified X-wing because if you look at those wings, yeah, you can see how yeah. it's. It could be an X-wing that just hasn't deployed the X foils, like the S foils. It's, well, it's its wings have also been stubbed too. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it it, it also it it looks like Cad Bane's ship. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I'm not I'm not saying it's Cad Bane, but if you've played Swago, which we talked about earlier, his ship is is very much Z- shaped Zan, like yeah, that. The Zandu. But so I I guess what I'm this is leading me into Nick is I don't think the remnants of the empire are going to be the only thing the man oh, no. is going to have to worry about I, I think he will be fighting fellow bounty hunters throughout oh yeah absolutely i mean this is either because they're going to be sent after him because he breaks the bounty with werner or they're just bounty hunters trying to steal from him yeah like you said you know grief karga in the beginning of this you know in the in the scene that we saw it basically told him like look bounties are thin right now buddy like there's not a lot and he just takes them all so if he's this guy who's just going around hoarding all of these bounties, then he's going to get some heat on him from the, from the other members of the bounty hunting community. So it, it will be interesting to see if we do get, you know, some of the more familiar faces, the, you know, familiar bounty hunter faces in the show. Do we get a Bosque? Do we get a Dengar? Do we get the original IG-88? Cause now we know we have IG-11 that's hanging out with Amando. 
Um, there's a lot of characters that can be brought into this show that that would ring a bell to fans of Star Wars and hardcore lore lore hounds like ourselves. Um, but yeah, like the, I feel like the Imperial Remnant, like even though Moff Gideon is going to be like the main protagonist here um, or main antagonist here, you're going to see a lot of other characters that he has to deal with. And it's not just going to be, you know, Empire folk. It'll be a lot of, you know, maybe even New Republic hassle. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of options. Speaking of fellow bounty hunters, I got a shot of the Twi'lek. Yes. Uh, and apparently that's Bill Burr. I didn't know he got into <laughs> acting. And, and apparently he fucking hates Star Wars, so that's perfect. He's like the Harrison Ford for this. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. And then the dude to the far left, if you're uh, – I'll probably throw these up in YouTube. I've been debating if I want to suffer through and listening to Nick and I and hitting the marks for every fucking shot we're talking about. You know, if, if Nick and I actually weren't dumb fucks – we could plan a lot of this shit out and make our lives a lot easier on the processing part, but why do that? Yeah, you know. I'll just spend a good part of my morning tomorrow trying to figure out where the fuck all these images should go. Or I'm just going to say, listen to it and pull up the goddamn post, you lazy ass. Oh, yeah, it'll be linked. The post will be linked. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, the other guy there, that's a um, homeboy from Sons of Anarchy, the dude that was fat with frizzy hair. Oh, God, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Michael Scott something or... It's so funny because I look at the back of that dude's head, and that's clearly the back of Bill Burr's head. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it is, it is Bill Burr. Man. He's in it. Oh, man. Um, that's but what do you think these people are? These bounty hunters? I mean, you can see Mando's ship there. Uh, it almost looks like they're in a docking bay of a bigger ship. I mean, I feel like... a docking bay somewhere. You, you have the opportunity to bring in so many different types of characters. I mean, smugglers are definitely going to be in the show in some way, right. shape, or I form. I mean, mercenaries. Mer- I mean, who knows? Spice traders. They're all kind of synonymous, so... Yeah, I mean, this... But I, I'm assuming these people know who the Mando are, and they're either, they're, they're either hunting them down, or maybe he's teaming up. Maybe they're helpful. Who knows? Yeah. But knowing the bounty hunter community, they're probably at. I don't think that anybody in this show we can say is going to have, like, solid, good intentions. Like, there's there's never going to Out, be... I, I'd say outside of Kara. Yeah, Kara's going to be the only one that's going to be like, I have to protect this child, if that's her or role. Or whatever. You know? or, yeah, or whatever. But, I mean, considering she decided to fight for the rebellion, she probably isn't that big of a shithead. No, yeah, absolutely. But in terms of, like, <laughs> moral center of this show, it's probably going to be her. Everybody else is just going to be out for themselves. So even even the most cordial of, of you know acquaintances for the Mandalorian is still somebody that could stab him in the back. Um, Speaking of stabbing or shooting, there's a shot of a duel. Clearly, the Mando's in frame. We think. Who do you think the uh, other participant is? I mean, it definitely looks like they've got something shiny on their head. Yeah, I was gonna say it almost looks like a gold helmet in a way, which reminds me of Zori Bliss. But this is way that would too be far. fucking dope. But yeah. ain't gonna happen. It's way too far in you know in the past for Zori Bliss because even the color of the suit kind of matches. Um, uh, another Mando. Could be another Mandalorian because we know that not all Mandalorians are friends, you know? <laughs> no, fuck no. I mean, dude, watch watch the Clone Wars or, or Rebels. Jesus, there's so much infighting on the planet Mandalore. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. That's the reason Duchess Satine ultimately died because her own fucking sister turned on I her. could also see this being like a Rodian if you think of, you know, 
Greedo. Uh, some Greedo. Not yet. Greedo 1, Greedo 2. Could be could be another one of those type of characters. His face is all one color. We can't see if he's got any kind of weird little head tendrils like Greedo had. But this is definitely... I just want to know if they're having a legit Western duel. Dude, that's what I you was going to say. They paste it out and they're going to fucking draw. Or if this is just kind of a, a tense showdown where mando's getting ready to pull the trigger if, if he you, has to if you look at now that i'm looking at it a little bit harder it almost looks like he's sitting on something like it looks like he may be on the back of a blur because if you look at like the angle of his leg ah yeah i got you now yeah yep yeah i think you're right he's definitely perched up on something because he's way at he's at a way higher angle than yeah so he's rolling up okay. on somebody like you know maybe he's right. riding up to the location of his bounty and this guy's standing outside he's got his hand on his pistol ready to go um but yeah this may not be a, a duel per se but it's definitely going to be a, a an intense oh it's moment. yeah it looks like it's going to be a tense uh, conversation yeah <laughs> but uh, any other shots, Nick, that kind of stood out to you? I mean, there, there's a lot of action beat ones, so there's really nothing lore-wise we can dig out of those. I mean, yeah, it's badass to watch them on a, a, a Gatling gun spewing lasers out and seeing IG-11 kind of do his thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other shot that's that's noteworthy is that we finally do get a visual of this Ugnaught that, that you mentioned Nick Nolte will be oh, yeah, playing. Yeah. And I do I do like, I, again, I think they're called Blurgs. Yeah. Uh, you know where those came from? Clone Wars. You know who's working on this show? Mr. Filoni. Filoni. Mr. Filoni, yeah. okay. yes. Love it. Love that he's getting in his cartoon stuff in the live action. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dave is... Yeah, no, nah, you're right. I mean, this is definitely... Uh, and this was spoiled, believe it or not, by a Funko Pop box. Because <laughs> I guess they were giving out early versions of the Mando Funko at D23. And on the back, they had the other characters and... This guy's here, and his name is K-U-I-I-L, so I'm going Kuil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and who knows? I mean, he he looks like a much more rough-and-tumble Ugnaught than the, than the ones we saw on Bespin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> He's ready to roll. I mean, he's, it looks like possibly he's rolled up and killed the Mandalorian's blur because look at— Look at the blurg in front of him. It looks like it's fucking laying on its side. Oh, yeah, and if you look, like, right under its its mouth, there's, like, a giant gash right there. Yeah. So this dude right. could have definitely just blown this blurg to pieces. <laughs> That'd and be then... hilarious. He's a little short guy. Because I'm a short guy, so I always like when other short oh, yeah. things excel. And what I also like about this, if you look at this guy's face, this face looks exactly like Nick Nolte's face. Fuck yeah, <laughs> it does, dude. And we heard, the, the rumor was, again, MSW, all the credit. That it's an animatronic face, like this isn't CG, and uh, you know Nolte didn't they like shove him in a closet yeah. and he kind of wore this contraption that would map his his face movements to this animatronic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the rumor that we got out of MSW, and like you said, it definitely does not look CG. So, I mean, there's this guy looks. I assume that he was going to be like some sort of scrap trader or like junker. Exactly. I mean, he looks like he's out there in in the waste, fucking shit up, just like the man. Though. Yeah, no. I mean, like anybody can be a bounty hunter. I guess you don't have to be, you know, a fighter or some sort of big burly person. You can be a fucking ugnat that's just got a bad attitude and looks like you can make your bounties here and there. So. Um, I think that was the last shot that I wanted to bring up. Obviously, there's a lot of cool shit, like you mentioned. You know, the shot of IG-11 and the Mando in the fucking doorway that's all backlit. It's pretty fucking cool. 
Um, there's a, and then you mentioned the, in, in your breakdown video, the Lamu, uh, planet is, you know, what you're speculating he may be on when he lands in that one shot that you have. So right. And that, that, that's a Jin's planet, or at least what we saw her on as a kid in the opening of Rogue. Yeah. So it's, it's a ton of great material here. I mean, if you look at it, we're all, we're less than three months out from the release of this, so get ready, everybody. I mean, November is going to be like a Star Wars face fuck because aren't we getting the game too? Yeah, the game's coming out, Mando's coming out. I mean, Woo! you're gonna have, and then my lord, and then after Mando drops, if we're if they're doing weekly, so think about it like this: if Mando won't be over by the time Tross comes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Mando is going to extend into 2020 for that release window. So they're probably going to have like a week or two off time before they drop Clone Wars after Mando season one ends. Yeah. No, hey, it's weird. It's like they have a plan. Yeah, I know. It's almost like Disney's been planning this whole thing. We're for sitting a while. here like, oh, fuck, Clone Wars until February. And then we're like, oh, yeah, well, 10 weeks, one episode a week. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, hey, that kind of makes sense. Pretty much means this is wrapping in January. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense. But, <laughs> I mean, it's good for people like Matt and I to know this type of release schedule because the one thing that we've been worried about since the announcement of post Tross star wars live action movies is like what the fuck are we gonna do content wise but it looks like disney has already kind of like hey don't worry they're they're gonna keep us busy i I, i'm still not happy that the movies are going away for fucking three years i still think that's a travesty but yeah i mean there's gonna be no shortage of star wars shit to get into i mean we definitely made the right decision starting a star wars site and podcast because i think we've got at least another 10 to 15 years of regular new shit coming out yeah exactly now you know live action tv animated tv video games you know we have a lot here people i know that some of you are talking doom and gloom for star wars because come on whatever get over yourselves like all you people shit posting on the disney's takeover come on i mean just look at this mandalorian stuff yeah i mean mean, give give them some time all right, fine. I'll let you act like nuts because of your precious Skywalker saga, but let this new stuff breathe. Give it a chance. Yeah. I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. I mean, Disney essentially is the only media company left on the planet. They have more <laughs> money than they know what to do with, and they're willing to pump it into this stuff. So let's let it ride. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Matt. All right, dude. Getting into the, the biggin'. And that was the D23 special look at The Rise of Skywalker. And by special, was maybe about a minute. Uh, The video had a bunch of stuff before it, just kind of showing the saga and how, yes, Tross is going to be the end cap. Everything's going to be mixed in. Every character's going to be in it. Every musical theme. But anyways, like I said, at at the minute mark, Nick, it finally kind of just kicked into pure new Tross action. And... While a good chunk of the look, you're just kind of like, all right, all right, cool, okay, yep, yep, that planet, there they are, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, all right, whatever. But there are a few scenes, I'd say three or four, that really kind of stood out as, oh, fuck yes, or holy shit, what does that mean? Uh, So just like the man, though, I went ahead and and I grabbed 20 stills from this one because there's only about a minute worth of content. And did my uh, video breakdown, so I'd love for you to check that out on StarWarsTime.net or on YouTube. If you go to Star Wars Time, I actually got our last two videos right in the sidebar there, so you don't even have to use your brain. No excuse. Beautiful. But anyways, dude, like I said, 
there's a few things that really stand out in this D23 footage, and we're going to save the obvious one for last because I think that's where the most speculation can take place. Uh, but like Mando, we got a nice new poster for it. And calm down, people. It's not the fucking theatrical poster yet. Yeah, everybody's okay? always up Everyone in arms. forgets that we always get like a, an artsy-fartsy one. They did it for TLJ. They did it for TFA. Calm down. I mean, again, I had to talk my friend off a ledge. He's like, oh, look at the fucking poster. I mean, it's cool, but it doesn't even look like the fucking rest of them. Dude, I mean. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's not the fucking theatrical poster. Yeah, calm down, everybody. Also, that is cool. So cool that it's my fucking phone background now. So that fucking image Booyah. is dope. And they probably used the Hot Toys Palpatine for that fucking picture of Palpatine because it's not a human face. No, it's not. I was, dude, in fact, I was looking at it. I was like. I was wondering, because that, that was the first thing that occurred to me. I was like, that's not human palp face. Like, that's not... No, it, it's literally... And I believe someone sleuthed it out and figured out that it is 100%. The they just fucking shopped the shit in there. Yeah, I mean, I have him right now. He's sitting over on my thing. He's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you took a very good shot of Hot Toys Palp, I think, what, like two months ago or something like that? It was... Yeah, no, I probably have others. I just haven't edited them yet, because I'm an asshole yeah. like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, getting into All right, into so other beats things, before yeah. we get in, I just, like, stuff we learn before we start putting on our speculation hats. Um, JJ came out and said that the character of Leia is, in a way, the heart of the story. I mean, we did get a new shot of her... It is pretty damn impressive, Nick, what they've been able to do. I mean, that shot of her that we get in this trailer yep. was shot at the Resistance base in TFA. Yeah. I mean, they're changing her clothing. They're changing her hair. Basically, the only thing they're not changing is her fucking face. Yeah, her her likeness. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it's nuts what they've been able to do. And, it, and the way J.J. kind of talked her up. She's still going to be a main part of the story. I, I, I need to see it to believe it. I don't doubt him. I just, I, how though? How? Yeah, I mean, she's, as he said, she is the heart of this story. And that was the intention for this, you know, this movie going into it before Carrie Fisher passed away. And I feel like. I think if you say that, Nick, she almost has to have a conversation with her son. Yeah, I know, right? The heart of the story. I mean, I think we need to see if we're saying that and how, you know, she's the the main part here. She's got to talk to her son. I mean, we we saw in TLJ, she's still the one being, the one force out there that can kind of wake him up a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the easiest way to do this is kind of what we saw in TLJ. We saw that they had a force connection. There were no words exchanged, but we know oh, that he clearly sensed her. Yeah. I mean, and she clearly knew he was there. Yeah. And and now that, that Leia has, you know, I don't want to say embraced her force abilities, like she's displayed them in a very prominent way in TLJ. Like she may use that connection to reach out to him and, and try to converse right. through the force. That would be the And, and if it's not do. Ben, then she's gotta tell something to Ray that is profound. Yeah. She's gotta I mean, like, there's a lot of character interactions that need to happen with Leia. I mean, you need to have the moments with Poe because that was clearly the direction we were heading in uh, post TLJ at the end, you know, the handoff of the, of the leadership role from Leia to Poe. You have this, this bond, this connection that she has to Ray. Um, and then also, obviously, like we were saying with Kylo, with Ben Solo, her son, um, that also needs to be wrapped up. So, and I would, I mean, honestly, 
if they had to just because shit didn't work. If if she just has a conversation with Ray and Ben, I'll be fine. Like if we lose the post stuff, oh well. Um, I think what they had planned for her with these two force users is key, though. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that, that's good to know. I mean, and really, she she looks great, and I think what they've done is is going to be some fucking movie magic. So I can't wait to see it in full. Uh, we also learned that Zori and Poe were actually friends, so that's probably how Zori's going to come into the mix. I'm assuming something's going to happen. Poe's going to throw out the idea, like, hey, you know, I know this girl, kind of a thievy, blah, blah, blah. We might have banged here or there <laughs> once or twice. Let's go hit her up. Other interesting thing here, and this could just be Lego oddity, but the, the fucking Y-Wing Lego set for The Rise of Skywalker features Zori as a minifigure, and she's piloting it. Yeah, I mean, her other ship didn't really look like it was a combat ship, right? It didn't look like a typical A-Wing. And I, I don't know if we've, we've never even seen an official image of the ship. Yeah, we? all we've seen is the back of it. All we've seen is the basically the exhaust of that ship. It, it was A-Wing similar, like it looked like an A-Wing. Right, but here here's what I am possibly speculating. Like, we, we've kind of MSW-ish and ran with our own speculations, but it sounds like some shit's going to go down on Kajimi. Yep. I think that's the the thieve the snowy planet that is it kajimi yes and and it, i almost think it's going to be it, it's getting blasted by that laser we saw in the special look she's got to jump in so they need to get the fuck out of there and i think she is going to leave with the good guys and she could eventually kind of like a han solo like all right hey i'll throw in with these assholes oh yeah absolutely and maybe that's why she gets in a y-wing yeah i mean they she's gonna need something to blow some shit up and there's a y-wing there and like you know one of the shots that we see later on in the in the trailer is is a shot of the remainder of the resistance fleet. It could be the Whew. whole thing. I mean, it, it, fleets, fleets being generous, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> because and, and we'll get into it when we talk about. It, but they have essentially no capital ships, nope. no frigates. The biggest fucking ship they have is is a tant. Is, is looks like, like the it's um, a Corellian Corvette. Runner. Like that's it. It's it's the Corvette yeah. and. And Nick, I, I'm 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 going with it right now. I I think that's the same Corvette that Leia was using at the beginning of Star Wars Resistance, where she kind of pulled in Kaz and Poe. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that's what that ship is. That's like the old school blockade runner that the Resistance has kept for time in and time out. But yeah, their fleet is nothing but the new version of the X-wing and old ass Rebellion fighters. Yeah, I mean, A wings, Y wings, B wings. Yeah, it's and there's one other different ship in there, and I think that possibly is the one that uh, we see finn and jaina in in the in the quick shot in the trailer there yeah. so speaking of that let, let's go ahead and dive in here and like i said there's some of the stuff's just like okay neat yep see it cool some of it you're like oh wow um, so the first one i want to talk about the opening shot nick so we got it's the hero shot they're all there but somebody's missing and i think that is crucial so we see ray finn Poe, Chewie, 3PO, they're clearly on the desert planet Pasana. Uh, you get another shot where they're looking what I believe is the Aki Aki settlement they're probably rolling up on for some reason. Yep. If you remember, Nick, uh, Pasana is described as being on the very far edge of the known galaxy. So if they're trying to figure out stuff about the unknown galaxy, it makes sense that they're going to these people. But who who wasn't there, man? Who is not there? Our our little friend R two D two, the hero of the Star Wars saga. of everything. Like, I, I tried to explain, and for some reason, my daughter hates R two D two. I, I got to get to the bottom of this. Wow! But anytime I call out his heroics, 
She says, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that about R2. It's basically like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't cheer for R2. Wow. Because, you know, again, we were watching TPM. I'm like, look, look, bub, this is how R2 initially saved the day without R2. I mean, Leia and Luke's mom's dead. No, it wasn't she's R2. Like, I don't like Arthur. It's like, okay, well, there you go. But, dude, so where where is he? What, what, what the fuck is R2 doing? Yeah, I mean, we all, we've always known that R2-D2 had a deep connection OT-wise to Luke Skywalker. Luke's dead now. I mean, does he... We can see the Falcon in the background. If you look at that initial shot, you can see the edge of the Falcon behind the rock. Is he with Leia? Did he just, you know, he never... I'm, dude... I, refresh my mind and a tlj when they're all on the falcon do we even see him there I, i'm trying to remember if we if we even see him on crate i don't think we do no I, I think the only time you see r2 in that movie is when luke's in the fucking falcon yeah he's in the i mean if that's the case and he stays in the falcon then obviously he was never destroyed because you know the falcon's still fine I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying R2's been destroyed. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, where, where the fuck is, is he? My, my thought would you be... You don't have a hero shot... Without R2. With all of them, and R2's just like, yeah, fuck it, I feel like sitting in the Falcon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, something's going on at this point in the story. Either R2 it has been sent off to do something by the heroes, or he wanted to stay on Acto with Luke and they just fucking punted him out of the Falcon when Ray and Chewie flew off in TLJ and he's hanging out with Luke Ghost. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is that he's scouting, like he like you said, he's on like a separate, you know, mission or he's with Leia. I mean, that's the only two options you have oh, yeah, really. I didn't I didn't think about that. But why why though? Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're clearly going like, hey, look, in this movie, we got all your favorite people together. He's loyal. Yeah. All the heroes are together, really, for the first time in any Star Wars movie. It almost never happens. And when it does, it's only for a few scenes. I mean, even the original trilogy, same shit. Luke, okay? We're all here on Hoth. Guess what? I'm going to Dagobah. I'll see you guys at the end of the movie. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, same thing. Oh, hey, we're all here on Tatooine. I'm going to go hang out for a little bit. Oh, I'm back. Oh, no, I'm going to go hang out again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. The fact that all these people are together and R2's not there leads me to believe that he is on a very, very, very key mission or something terrible has happened. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that it, the character of R2 has always been linked to a Skywalker. Like, if you if you go back in time, yes, initially he was just a part well, of I, I guess linked to an Amidala, yeah. if you want to be... Yeah, you know, that, that lineage... Like super nerds. Yeah. So, you know, within the prequel trilogy, he was always at Anakin's side once we got to episode two and kind of moving forward. If you, you know, OT, he's always with Luke. And then with every, you know, basically every other confirmed Skywalker out of the picture, the only one left is Leia. So if he, if his complete loyalty is to the Skywalker family, then the only logical place that he could be in my mind if he isn't off helping the you know the heroes is with Leia doing something yeah. like i don't know i guess i just never saw r2 as a as a lap robot yeah. he's always kind of been a, a man on a mission but i guess based on how he was in TFA and he essentially was so depressed he turned himself off maybe he did kind of become like 
old Luke, and he's just a sad sack now, and he is just feeling sorry for himself still on the Falcon. Like, I don't want to leave. You know, he's like my three-year-old. I don't want to <laughs> go out there. Yeah, I mean. Leave me alone. It's a, it's a tough time for R2-D2 out there, you know, and it seems Poor like guy. what I want to see is this is the final time we're going to see, you know, 3PO and R2-D2 back together. TLJ didn't give us really any kind of interaction between those two characters, and then neither did TFA because TFA, he was completely shut off the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that was one thing that was missing from TLJ that I think, you know, obviously it wasn't possible because there was they were separated. But I, I want to see in the final Skywalker movie some more, you know, C-3PO, R2-D2 shenanigans. Uh, hey, well, you know. that's why I've been sitting here screaming about it. Where the fuck is he? All right, moving on to other interesting shot in this trailer. I'm not really in order here, people. Who gives a fuck? The fleet. So Nick and I, we already kind of talked about the Resistance fleet. Yes, they, they got some more friends to come help them, but clearly they're, they're still uh, persona non grata in, in the galaxy. No one really wants to touch them because they now fear what the First Order has become. But we also got a shot of another fleet, Nick, oh, and we yes. got two shots of them and very uh, foreboding shots. Oh. And when I first saw it, I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Those aren't First Order destroyers. Those are Imperial destroyers. Oh, yes. And you, you actually get two shots of them, and, and you cannot mistake it. Yeah. Like anyone out there saying, like, oh, I don't know, the First Order. No, I'm going to tell you right now, don't be fucking stupid. Listen to me. Those are Imperial Star Destroyers, and I'm pretty much just going to take it to the bank right now. What you are seeing, my friends, that is the culmination of Operation Cinder. Yes. Now, if you don't know what Operation Cinder is, Matt and I have talked about it before on this podcast. It's been mentioned in the novels. It's been mentioned in the campaign for Battlefront 2 video game. Operation Cinder was Palpatine's plan for the end and then eventual resurgence of the Empire. So he knew that at some point the Empire was going to fail, whether you know by his own fault or somebody else's, it was going to go down. But he had a plan in place to make sure that even if that version of the Empire went down, that there would still be a resurrection of the Empire within the galaxy. That was Operation Cinder. And then within Operation Cinder, it states that there is a contingency of the Imperial Remnant that were to go off into the unknown regions and start yep. rebuilding. And yep. this is confirmed. If you want to look for it, you can wiki it. It's on a wiki. The book that it's, it's on in, a wookie, motherfucker. It's on, it's on a wookie. Wikipedia. And if you want to read the novel, it's in Aftermath Empire's End. That is the novel. Yeah, and dude, the, the video game, like you said, they mention it. Hell, the, the first half of Battlefront Two campaign is Operation Cinder going down. I yeah. mean, they were, the Empire, they were nuking their own fucking system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, how fucking, that's how fucked up the Emperor was. I mean, that was the job of Inferno Squadron and Aiden Verzio is to, is to execute Right, that, that's eventually Cinder. what snapped her because she was basically had to glass her own planet. So, all right, back back to the the trailer here. So we get two shots of these things, and, and like I said, they're they're definitely Imperial Star Destroyers. But if it, throughout the well, in the trailer, we also get a shot of a a laser blast coming down. It looks very much like a Star Killer base laser blast. We know there's not going to be another Star Killer base, but. Based on some MSW rumor knowledge, this again feeds into the whole Operation Cinder thing because they said that these these new Star Destroyers are outfitted with Death Star guns. Yeah, Death Star and, level weaponry. 
one of the shots where you're looking underneath them, if you catch the light right, you can see it looks like a fucking cannon on the bottom of the Star Destroyers. So that shot in the trailer of a planet getting wasted, which I'm going to go with Kajimi, that's probably coming from this fleet. So this fleet, as we speculated based on some of the rumors out there from MSW, that this is where the Sith Troopers are probably at. This is the fleet that... I'm assuming Kylo at least has been looking for and possibly the resistance through this, that, or that MacGuffin, the Oracle we, we talked about. This is the fleet. Yeah. This pretty much, like I said, it, it, it confirms in my mind that this movie is taking elements of Operation Cinder, if not all of it, and, and using it. I mean, if you think about this fleet, this is a galaxy-destroying fleet. This is not. Yeah, like, I mean, dude, look at it. Look at it contrasted to that little podunk shit that the resistance fighters are rolling up to fight yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, did we don't even see the whole damn shot? You could argue there's thousands of those star destroyers. Oh yeah, there you can see rows continuing off of the screen. Like, there's just so many of these things that like they could literally, if they chose to, destroy the entire galaxy in one fell swoop. Just go through, blow up every fucking planet, and annihilate the whole thing. But like, And, and even, Nick, the, the look of the atmosphere they're in, it, it also goes with the descriptions MSW that we riffed on. I mean, it, it's a chaotic part of the universe. There's gravity wells. Mm-hmm. I mean, these fuckers have just been trying to stay alive out here, so they're probably going to be hard-nosed, ready-to-roll, essentially killing machines. Exactly. Like, there's, there are no nonsense. These are not the fucking First Order troopers or stormtroopers that you've seen in the past, these are killers, hardened killers. Right. As Nick said, I mean, you would think if the Emperor kicked off this plan and he chose certain remnants or certain factions of the Empire to just go out here, you would assume these are the baddest of the bad, the special forces, the Sith troopers. You know what I mean? These aren't the bozos. These aren't the Vader fleets where he has nothing but nincompoops yeah. as his admirals and captains. Yeah, he's... You know what I mean? There's there's no Nitas here. There's no Piets. These are fucking hard-nosed killers. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you see the size of the Resistance fleet juxtaposed to the size of the Sith fleet. <laughs> it's fucking laughable. Do you think that at this point, like, they're, they're, they just... What do they do? Like, they have to link up with the First Order for even a chance. Like, there's, there's not a shot... On this yeah, planet. that's a good. That is a very good speculative thought, my friend. I wasn't even thinking that that could be a possibility where they're all like, um, because we've again we've kind of heard that Pal- through Palpatine's influence, possibly Kylo has been looking for this, and he thinks it's meant for him. But when he finds it, the whole "haha, just kidding, fuckhead, thank you for allowing me to return." Now you're all gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Like so that that's when they're like, "Oh shit!" And as you said, maybe wow, that was great, Nick. Maybe the first order and resistance teams up. Yeah, I mean that's the only. I mean, one blast from one of those fucking star destroyers would wipe out the entirety of the resistance fleet. The only chance that they have at even a remotely well, it, fair it'd be fight. like uh, the. The Battle of Endor, when the Emperor fired up the Death Star and he was just cherry-picking capital ships. He's like, okay, that one's dead, that one's dead. I mean, one shot, one kill. Yeah, exactly. One shot, one kill. The only difference is that this fleet now has the ability to fight the the individual fighters, like the, the, the little ships. So 
It's going to be because we, we've heard that the Sith troopers essentially have their own form of tie and they can eject themselves out of it in space and kick on their jets and fucking fight. Yeah. Like that. That was the problem. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> like like this. Like the if I was a resistance and I, I doubt these shots go hand in hand because the resistance, obviously, the sky is much different yeah. colored. Maybe they're on their way, but I, I could see this playing out where they all come out of hyperspace, see this, and that you see the entire fleet just turn around real quick fucking and fucking back. hyperspace back out like, <laughs> feet don't fail me now. Get me the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, it's like, this is clearly a bad idea. But yeah, what, what, I mean. What? Yeah, they're like, see ya. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's is it likely that we see a team up of the resistance in the first order? No, it's rumors no that we've heard. Before. I like it though, Nick. I really do like it. I do. Yeah. I, I think that would be fucking aces. Yeah. I mean, that would be a surprise. I mean, if you think about it, if, if they break this, movie it, dude, it down, makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, narratively, it makes sense. If some of the rumors we've, we've heard from MSW and the reliable people are true. It, it very well could make sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be the only way that this would even be this isn't even to the level like we were seeing with the Ewoks versus the Empire. Like oh, that no, was no. even it's a more fair fight close. than this. Not even close. <laughs> like, not even close. I, I could also see this this Sith fleet, Imperial fleet, whatever you want to call it, unknown region fleet showing up and eliminating any first order presence right off the bat. Yeah, just toasting them immediately. Just fucking wax fucking Hux's fleet gone. Oh yeah, because like just boop, 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 Ky- Kylo, boop, boop, boop. if this wayfinder device that he gets from this oracle does lead him to this fleet, then like, and it is the trap that we're expecting it to be, then yeah, like this motherfucker is gonna blow up everything. Like they're not gonna yeah. spare anybody, and, and homeboy's gonna be cackling the whole time. Like ah, ah, yeah, ah. just do, 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 do. man, come on, December. All right. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't really say there's anything interesting here, but the the Ray training montage I thought was kind of cool. Finally, get a legit uh, it, lightsaber it, throw in a movie. Yeah, it shows that you know we have not seen a video game lightsaber throw yet. I mean, Darth Vader just kind of heaves his at Luke in in Return of the Jedi, but it doesn't come back to him. Yep. I mean, this very clearly looks, and she's using a a, a training remote like the younglings and Luke did to to practice. But she fucking throws the thing, and it comes back to her. She's practicing with a stick. She's got this red thing on her hand. What the fuck do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... What do you think that red cloth is for? That's... that's It's, it's like a, hanging from her, too, so it's not like a glove or a bandage. Yeah, I don't know. if Is it like a like a wrap? Like, she can wrap it around exactly, her hand Exactly, but it's, but it's hanging off of her. Like, she yeah. wrapped it once, like a bracelet, and then it hangs. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's a good... That's a good piece of information there it almost looks like it could be like cloth from somebody like almost like a remembrance of somebody exactly that that's kind of what i'm getting at like is this from somebody that died i don't know i mean and and why she training with a stick when in the opening scene of the special look she still has her bow staff yeah so interesting stuff i don't know that i just wanted to bring that up okay uh, a good one we can probably riff on for a little bit here rampo (laughs) full effect i mean he doesn't have his guns yet but I'm telling you right now, just based on triple zero, the red eyes in the protocol droid pretty much means he is programmed to murder. Yeah, he's he's now fucking HK-47 level, let's kill some exactly. shit. Exactly. Triple zero, he's going to rip his hand off and put on, you know, basically a pizza cutter, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, so I guess, why, Nick? Is this something <laughs> the Resistance is doing? Is this something that just happens 
did someone capture him and they're doing this? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a... And, and we've heard that C-3PO is going to be unlike ever before. I feel like uh, it's like, it's like a last resort thing. It's like we need every capable... Like, you know, the, the old line from war movies, we, we need every capable right. soldier on the field. And right. like C-3PO is a body. He, all he needs, like you said, is a reprogramming to go from protocol droid to assassin droid. And we can see that, you they, know... They, they still... The, the protocol droids, as they're built, they're still not very nimble. Yeah, a little stiff. You know? I mean, they still kind of walk like they have a stick up their ass. But but I could see it like just, hey, man, stand here. I'm going to throw a bandolier on you and give you a Gatling gun and just fucking sit here going, oh, yeah. die, 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 Jedi scum. Yeah, I mean, I, I could <laughs> – every Star Wars movie that's ever come out has had some sort of, you know, comedic little pieces in it, and I feel like – C-3PO in this role is probably going to be used in that way, you know? Oh, I'd love it. I, I'm sure there'd be some assholes out there like, oh, you can't have funny stuff in Star Wars. It's too silly. It's like, the, the whole, the prequels are nothing but silly. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you think the Jawa scenes were in, in you know, A New Hope? Like, of course, it's, it's all comedic bullshit. Like, here's some other stuff I've been thinking on C-3PO. And this is, you know, if we're thinking maybe Anakin Vader could be tied in. I mean, who created him? Yep, yep, that's Anakin. What type of programming could be hidden in them? Oh, yeah, that's a good call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a there's some sort of, like, you know, trigger word. May, yeah, maybe they learn that they need some information from Anakin or some shit, and they learn that they can get it through C-3PO's Mem- deep, deep down memory yeah. cord. I don't know, man. I, but I think it's the red eyes to me kind of... It's kind of a giveaway that he's going to go postal. Yeah, yeah. I guess the question is, why? Is it the good guys doing it? I, I kind of am leaning on Nick's idea of like, hey, we just need murder bot. Yeah, we need uh, somebody. But it, it could be something sinister. I mean, it could. I, I think we've also read that C-3PO getting squirrely happens on Kajimi, and that also kind of spawns their... Uh, their egress like okay this happened we gotta get the fuck out of here yeah yeah there's a lot of opportunities i mean the the idea that there is some sort of hidden programming or like you know them probing his deep memory source triggers something is is a good solid call i like that and i it's out there though but i i think c3po is high on the not gonna make it out of this movie list i don't know how you feel about that but i mean it's we know that there needs to be OT deaths in here. Um, there's not a lot left. You know, there's, you got Chewie, you got C-3PO, you got R2-D2, Lando Calrissian, and Leia. Lando is, we didn't see Lando in this trailer, but God, it's just like, I don't think that you can kill Chewie. I just don't think you can. No. But I could see Goldenrod going out oh, yeah. in a blaze of glory. Oh yeah, I can see, I can see them. I, I can see him going out. I can see R two. It, it'd always be perfect because he's always been the big pussy, the big coward. Exactly, and that's and to to have him go out where he possibly saves a main, kind of like K two does. That'd be pretty poetic. Yeah, it would be. That would be a fitting. I don't want to see it. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't like seeing the old guys die. I mean. Honestly, it's kind of my thing with I, I feel worse for animals suffering than humans. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way with, with droids and cyborgs and shit and fake land. It's just like the way because you have to write them so good for them to have meaning. Like you couldn't have written a better death for any character than they did for K two in Rogue One. Oh, it was fan- fantastic. 
Fantastic. Because so, his relationship with Jen went for full circle, and it also showed you how much he cared about his buddy Cassian. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, but we we got Red Eye Rampo, and we're sticking with that. I'm still going with we coined that term, even though I've seen it everywhere now. Um, other interesting shots. I'm thinking the one of Kylo again. It's kind of a snowy looking planet. Is that Kajimi? Is it the planet that has the Death Star on it? We we clearly got a shot of them fighting on the Death Star. Yep. yep. Uh, what I didn't understand are people going like, oh, I wonder what they're fighting on. And that's where I just go, how do you even call yourself a fucking Star Wars site? It's like, dude, they... they there's, there's a fucking turbo <laughs> laser turret right to the left. Yeah, that almost looks exactly like the trench that fucking Luke ran yeah, like, through what, what, in what episode What do you mean? Four. What are they fighting on? Yeah, and you saw like the big fucking image that everybody has on their site about the original <laughs> trailer is the fucking Death Star uh, husk submerged in a, oh in a lake God. or this, some sort of sometimes. ocean. Like, Sometimes I just I don't get it. Yeah. All right, man. It's time for the big one. Yeah. And that is what has become known as DSR in our world because we're lazy and we don't like speaking long words or typing them. Uh, but that stands for Dark Side Ray. And my friends, this is Ray. Stop it with the it's not Ray. Yeah. I mean, it is Ray. Now, look at her fucking face. I, I got, you know, we, we love your feedback on IG and all this, and I, I'm not going to buy into this. This isn't Ray. I mean, we got people saying, oh, it looks like it's Carrie Russell. No, no that's, that's fucking Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that, that is it's not. It's called, she has a very stoic-looking expression, and the lighting is probably changing the shadows in her face to make it look more angular, but that's Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that is 100% Daisy Ridley. Also, and she, 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 Daisy Ridley came out and said and commented on the scene, and so did John Boyega. So, yes, this is Daisy. Yeah. Now, now let's speculate, Nick. So, yeah. if, if you're unaware, this literally the end shot of this trailer, as we have a great line from the Emperor basically saying, Your journey nears its end. And right when he says that, we get this boom. Motherfucking Ray in a dark form fitting dress with a hood with a red lightsaber that has two blades, a hinge, and can fold into a bow staff. Into a bow staff. That's kind of the the funny thing is is like this is what we've been calling for in terms of saber choice for her since TFA. Cause she right. does rock the bow staff. When she's well, there's people getting bent on the design, and I threw up a post today to remind people Listen. that the, the hinge blade is, is this is not made up bullshit. This is it's in canon. It showed up in Star Wars Rebels when Kanan went to fight the Temple Guardians. They had a hinge double blade. Yeah. So look, one you always need a new lightsaber in fucking Star Wars. Okay. Every I like it. I, I, I oh yeah. It. I don't care if it looks goofy or if it's impractical. If it you know people are calling it the the Sith Army knife. Dude, that was the first. That's what they said about Kylo's blade the first time it was you right. know revealed in TFA. You can find the exact same like meme gifs around Kylo's blade as you as you see now. So. I mean, yeah, people are fucking idiots. Anyway, that saber's dope. But notice, it also has the the chaotic beam. It does. I mean, it's not it's not flush like Vader used to get his red saber or even Sidious. So Nick, I mean, lightsaber side, who gives a shit? I like it. That's not the important thing here. Dark side Ray, dude. What the fuck? Dark side Ray. I mean, like, what is this? I can remember us talking a long time ago, saying I was saying like, you know. Could could Ray turn? Could she? Is this dark side a possibility? And we were always kind of against the idea because we're like, you know, Disney would never turn their their prominent female 
you know, protagonist to the dark side. Well, we see a little something here, but there's basically three, I'm going to call it three things out there, three main theories that make the most sense. Well, well here, here's, uh, before you even get into that, by the way, people, Ray is not willingly turning to the dark side. They're not going to fucking show that in a trailer. So let's just get off of that. I mean, I, I, I equate this to if a trailer for Empire Strikes Back had Darth Vader literally saying, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Like this. Okay. So <laughs> this isn't a shot of good Ray just falling to the dark side. No fucking way. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So the three that we'll break down here are, are as follows. One, it's a vision. Two, this is a clone. Three, she is possessed. So let's, let's start off with one. Thank you. Thank you. You're not an idiot. Yeah. Let's, let's start off with number one here, vision. Obviously, this, this trilogy has been rife with visions, all the way from TFA, TLJ, moving into Tross. Visions are a key part of this trilogy, seeing into the past, seeing into the future. Now, obviously, with, with Palpatine reasserting himself into the galaxy, there he has always had a deep, innate desire to find the most powerful Force user he can and turn them to his side and, and, and pull them over to, to the dark side. That could be displayed here in this vision. A, a yeah. vision that Ray sees of herself kind of... He, he's always needed the muscle, right, Nick? The yeah. guy is a brilliant mind. I mean, he can work anyone over. I mean, he worked the entire Jedi Council over. But it's always felt like he's needed the muscle. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's... I don't want to call him a feeble old man because at the end of Episode 3, you basically see him fighting the best lightsaber practitioner uh, he, the Jedi had be, I mean, he kicks the shit out of GMY. Yeah. I mean, he kicks the shit out of Yoda. Yeah, and I mean, like, even if you go into the Clone Wars series, he takes on uh, Savage Press and Maul oh, at the same time. Oh, it just fucking wrecks him. Yeah. It's like, not, even, not even a competition. Yeah, but he needs that menacing presence. You know, that's what he had. Like, he didn't really have... Like, Dooku was the face of the CIS, and then yeah, he had he, Vader. He, he always has... You're right. He always has a face man, an enforcer. That, that's what he needs. Yeah, so... And knowing he would know Ray's strength, so this vision that she she may be, you know, having a fucking nightmare and seeing this 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 possible future for herself, and that's why we see DSR Dark Side Ray here. So, do you think the whole voiceover of Palpatine again is that who's he speaking that to? I definitely like. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's it's Kylo. I don't think it's Kylo. I really don't think it's Kylo because I think that fucking. I think he may be done with Skywalkers. Like, you know, he took his shot at a Skywalker. He got killed by a Skywalker. I don't think that he's going to do it again. I don't think he has any interest in Ben. So this vision, is this something Ray's seeing, Kylo's seeing? Is it being put into her head from Palpatine, kind of like what Snoke could do? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of uh, my Where thought. do you think she is? I mean, it kind of looks... Like black halls, maybe Mustafar, maybe a castle. Could be. There's some craggy wall. This definitely does not look like the interior of the Death Star to me because it looks in the outfit here. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be kind of that really really dark crimson, kind of like what Sidious was whipping. Yeah, yeah. So or not you think it's all black. black. I mean, the the only you can't tell because it's so dark, and then it's getting the red hue off of the lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, the only uh, one... it's got a very um, 
kind of shit. What Jedi kind of wore this? Barris. Barris kind of has like a Barris offy yeah, feel. Yeah, and it? Barris was ended up being a, a dark side user too. Right. There's a little bit of a cape going on there. She's got yeah. the hood. I mean, the Daisy's only looking sexy as hell. <laughs> the, the ring. The, I don't know if you in the first Im, or uh, the image where she has the bow fully extended. Yeah, it's like a lot of people are making a case on that ring, saying ring. it looks like the one Leia's wearing in. The first teaser. Yeah, I mean, it could it definitely could be. It's hard to right. see. I mean, I, I'd have to go back and like do some frame comparisons. I'm sure they're up there on the internet. Um, so I mean, like that could, if it is, you know, this ring that could lend itself to being a vision. Like if if Ray is wearing this ring, she's picturing herself, you know, as she is in in the darkness, like in right. on the dark side. Um, I, and if it, if it is a vision, I'm saying that this is a, a ray vision that's implant that's being fed to her by Palpatine, like you know, similar right. to what you. You think it, it could possibly play out like the one she has when she first touches the Skywalker family blade in TFA? Like, what what if it's like maybe she touches something and this goes through her head, sparks it? Yeah, like right, like just just again, just in Maz's basement, touches it like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I mean, it's not a very long scene. We see we see a close-up, a pull-out, and then the extension of the blade. So it could be part of a vision like that. Like, um, So, I mean, there, it's a very distinct possibility. I know that people are kind of discounting the vision part of this right now, but it, it's still possible. Um, <laughs> Hamill just tweeted out the uh, the Swiss Army Saber really? <laughs> meme that's going around. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, look, dude, it's it's... Like I said, if you go go back and look up old Kylo, like that first scene when we see in TFA when he ignites in the trailer for TFA when he ignites his saber for the first time in the in the snow on the on Star Killer Base, there's yeah, a, like eighty five blades come yeah, out. Exactly, of it. it's the same thing. Uh, no, this is I, I'll I'll be throwing this up on the site tomorrow for sure. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, so the the second one that we're gonna touch on a little bit here is the, is the clone idea. Yeah, and if you look at her, I mean, Daisy, obviously a good actress. She looks like she has no soul Yeah, in these shots. I mean, very stoic, very robotic, could hint at a, a clone that is essentially devoid of... Emotion. A soul. Exactly. Right. No emotion, no soul. The idea for this clone theory comes out of a couple of things. Like, the clone idea has kind of been passed around... For a little bit, like forever. I mean, it, it's old legend stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, wasn't Star Palpatine was cloning himself left and yeah, right? Yeah, Palpatine in the original Legends novels had like I think there were at least two clones of Palpatine. Luke had to fight one of them, briefly turn to the dark side, and then ended up killing him. And then if we go back into the Legends video games, we find out that Star Killer himself was being cloned um, by Vader, and right. essentially what you had in that video game was a showdown at the end of uh, Force Unleashed Two. What that was dark side star killer versus you as light side star kill star killer. And that's kind of what people are angling with here. And in clone, I know we were talking legend stuff there, but cloning is Canon. I mean, there's a fucking movie named after it. Yeah. Attack of the clones, the clone wars. We know that right. Camino has basically a cloning facility, which is where all the clones came from. So it's not out of like, it's not something that's never been seen before, obviously. Um, right, but and we're not saying that Palpatine is sitting here creating a grand army of rays. Yeah, 
there, there's oh my god sorry people there's people kind of speculating and, and riffing on that maybe and come on people stick with us here <laughs> but palpatine possibly created twins yes using skywalker dna it's very either anakin's or luke's you know luke's hands floating out in space somewhere right yep you would think that he probably had plenty of Anakin DNA. I mean, he had him on an operating table, you, for Christ's sake, at one point If you think about that, how did Maz get the saber? That hand was attached to that saber. Right. So we have one And there was, I, I believe, and I think you can take this to the bank, one of the first shots that J.J. considered was Luke's hand floating by. Yeah. I think I, re- yeah, I remember that. So, like... We know because even somebody asked Maz, like, how did you get this? And she said, ask me later. Right. Well, hey, JJ, you're back now. Can you hopefully fill us in on that? Because those are the little lore nuggets that I love. I mean, that's the shit that gets me upset, not the way Luke acted. It's, hey, you never told us how the fuck she got the lightsaber. Yeah, no, like that wasn't just fucking, you know, nobody gave that to you. That shit was gone. Right, <laughs> right. So... The clone thing, Nick, then, if it's twins, it kind of plays into that Starkiller scenario where when it comes down to it, Ray is going to have to fight herself. And I, I think a lot of people would like to see that. I know I would. Yeah. I think it I, mean, I think that'd be badass. It'd be something we've never seen technically before in, in live action Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, if you think about another foreshadowing moment from TLJ as well, when she goes into that little you know, that, that version of the force cave on Acto and she looks in the mirror, what does she see? Yeah. A lot of people are latching onto this. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it, it makes sense. There's, there's precedent for it. There's been some foreshadowing towards it. You know, who are her parents? It doesn't really matter who her parents are. She doesn't have parents. She is a clone. Um, you know, essentially her parents would be Luke and then, you know, whatever. Like she would just be a test tube. Yeah, yeah. Fucking petri dish and some Palpatine, like hocus pocus. Yeah. So that is a distinct possibility here. This clone idea. I mean, you know, Palpatine essentially took over the galaxy based off of a clone army, and he's uh, he's hoping that he takes over right. the galaxy again based off of the success of it's one It's not clone. as far-fetched as it may sound on paper. I mean, cloning is established. So let's get into the third one here, which I also want to kind of loop back into something we talked about with Kylo and the helmet. Yeah, so the third option here is possession, um, which is something that we've talked about heavily um, towards you know the latter half of this movie coming into play. Possession is something that we assumed... We, also established in canon, new canon, Lord Moman. Boom. Yes. So it's there. We know it's possible. Now, it's been thrown out that, well, one, we know Palpatine doesn't have a body. He's fucking, his body was destroyed. He needs a host. The initial rumor from MSW was this host was going to be Kylo Ren. So Kylo would do something. Or, or an object. Yeah. I mean, it, we've, and you've explained this multiple times. The only way cis can persist if their organic body dies is to latch themselves passing their essence to an object yes or or a person a person an object a place a lot of the reason that a lot of these you know ancient sith are found in tombs it's because of their their essence is is trapped there like they they've 
they subsist. And well, they're kind of like the Egyptian kings and queens where they felt like if they were buried with all their possessions, they could wake up with the shit one day. Exactly, yeah. So so the fact that, that you know, MSW talked about Kylo eventually being possessed and then having to be, you know, sacrificed in order to kill Palpatine, you know, one final time. And like you mentioned, Matt, pre, the precursor to that would be the helmet. So that's something that came up in the leaked footage that came out before the official stuff was released by Disney. And we it's, it's something that we've always seen in this new trilogy, the sequel trilogy. TFA, we see him talking to the helmet. TLJ is still talking to the helmet. T, and then Tross, we see the helmet in this like capsule, this device that's, that's holding it. Okay, yeah. So if you're a collector, essentially Kylo has this thing in one of the best pristine lockdown airtight collector cases of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so he clearly is still attached to Vader's helmet. And what we're kind of throwing out here is that what if all along Vader's helmet has been possessed by Palp's spirit? Yeah. I mean, think about how Vader takes Palp out. He's right up by his head. He's getting electrocuted. All this dark side energy is going into him. Palpatine clearly knew his fucking number was up. He could have easily been like, all right, I'm passing my shit into this helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean... So all along, Kylo has been thinking he's been paying respect to his dead grandfather. But what if he's just been eating like Palpatine influence unknowingly all along? That he's had this helmet. Oh, yeah. And I mean... And the helmet's going to make another appearance in Tross, so it's not just a throwaway item at this point. Yeah. Even, you know, going along that line of thinking, too, if that's the case and Palpatine's sucking up all this, he knows that Kylo is weak. So he's not going to go after Kylo. Like, if that's the case, like, Kylo isn't going to be his enforcer. Kylo would be his puppet because he knows he's weak. He can feel, like... He's heard Kylo is fighting between the light and the dark, and right. he can't. But he knows he knows he needs to keep working him to eventually get him to the red. Exactly, exactly. And so, so what we're almost saying, or what Nick was saying with the possession, you know, maybe that is Ray, but she's been possessed, possibly from Kylo getting possessed and then passing it to her in death. Who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities for it. I mean. One other thing, you know, is a fun connection to make with the helmet is like, all right, Palpatine is dead at the end of, you know, ROTJ. What's the first thing Vader says to, to Luke after Palp's dead? Take this mask off. So he's like, immediately get this thing off of me. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, that, that that's really reading into it. But hey, yeah, I mean... It, it, we could we could retro make that work. Yeah, you know, do a little retconning. Obviously, yes, I know he says he wants to take the mask off so he can look at Luke with his own eyes for once. But still, I mean, and at that point, Vader, I guess Vader would have known about because he's the one that fucking made it canon again with the Lord moment in in the comics. So yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Maybe he he had an idea like, oh shit, man, he it's a good chance he just passed himself into my helmet. Yeah, it's like get this thing off of me, burn it, like you know. Yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. That's why he burned them. Now we know we that was all off scene. He was saying it, it, through his for Anakin's force ghost, "Hey, motherfucker, you better burn the shit out yeah, of this thing like, get rid and of make this. sure no one ever finds it because there's some bad juju in yeah, there." Yeah, exactly. Because like we never knew why. We we're like, well, what did he burn the body? Like, is he burning the suit? Like, we assumed right. that 
you know, that Vader kind of, you know, became one with the Force, similar to Obi-Wan. And, and you know, we assume that his body dissipated. It, it took him a while yeah. to get there. He wasn't, I mean, Obi-Wan so far has been the only one. Oh, well, I guess Yoda, too. Yoda. Where they're just like, yeah. all right, I'm out. See you. And they disappear. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that scene where we see kind of Vader drop back, you know, he, he wasn't quite, maybe he had like a breath left in him. He gets in the, in the, you know, the lander and then all of a sudden, boom, body's gone. Well, he was also, yeah. I mean, this guy spent what, 30 plus years kind of being an ass wipe. Yeah. So the force probably was like, eh, well, <laughs> we're, we're going to give you a little bit of a buffer before yeah, we, we let we you We had to throw you in the force purgatory before we could take Yeah, we're going to let you kind of think about yourself I, for a little bit I mean, and then uh, when, the, when the Ewoks celebrate we'll break yeah, you Yeah, I mean really the only thing that, it, that the Force needed to take was his head and like one third of his torso there wasn't a lot to go so all of it alright all so Nick I guess out of your three scenarios which one do you not want it to be which one do I not want it to be I don't want it to be a vision because I want it to be I want this if this is yeah. going to happen I want it to be substantial I want okay. this to be something that's like, holy, because sh- if it's a vision and then it's up there for 10 seconds, it's gone and then nothing comes of it. It's like, well, that's a great tease. Like it was something super good to put in like a D23 trailer like this, but there was no substantial happening that comes from it. Right. So I want this, I want Dark Side Ray to be a thing and I want it to be a force to be reckoned with. In this All right. Movie. So clone or possessed. I like to you what would make you happier. I like possessed more, depending on the situation. Depending on the I situation. Do too. So I, I've never liked the clone shit. I've never liked it. Even when it was legend, I, I never liked that. It's like that's cheap. It's bullshit. Yeah. I mean it's I'm like, oh just clone oh just fucking clone, 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 clone. It's so easy where I kinda like the more uh supernatural possession shit, especially because it ties into Sith lore. Yeah, exactly. It, it would make sense. He passed himself to Vader, and, and that's why Ben's so fucked up. I and mean, he's literally essentially has Palpatine's guts with him at all times. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's just it's just like that energy is just subconsciously fucking the kid up. And it would make for a much more interesting interaction at the end of this movie. Like, Ray comes out possessed, and then her, her friends are there. Like, you know, if, if this is on the And again, if fire. that's the case, what if... Ben has to kill Ray. Exactly. And Ben's the one that survives. Exactly. Like we are the always Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. We're always under the assumption that 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 Ben Kylo is the one to die here. But like have you seen the 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 threads going around where a lot of people think that Ben may be a a, a secret agent on a on a on a deep ass undercover mission? I have not seen that, but I mean, it's a That's intriguing. going around now too that he's literally kind of let himself fall and do all the horrible shit with an end game of getting Palpatine finally. Okay. So there wasn't like, he knows, like he knows what's going on. He's playing into all of it to kind of do a huzzah moment at the end. Yeah. So he, so even uncle Luke wouldn't be in on this. Like Luke wouldn't know. Correct. God, that would Correct. be what a fucking mind. Like Kevin Smith said, like it's going to melt your mind. Like, what a fucking mind melt that would be. Like, all along, Ben was able to hide it from everybody. And, and he took one for the team. He scarred his soul. Yeah. And just, he knew what he had to do. Just like Palpatine or Yoda, when they had their visions, they know what could happen. And he knew, all right, this is the end game. This is what I got to do to get there. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Ah, that, what's, 
Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that would be a fucking... That would be the way... I mean... That'd be... That would be pretty uh, pretty shocking to have Ray go down after being possessed, and he's the one that kind of puts her out of her misery and saves the day. Yeah, I know, right? Like, you know, maybe the Skywalker is Ben here, you know? Everybody yeah. is always under the, the assumption, even me for a majority of this trilogy, even up until now, like, that, that Ray is has, like, the Skywalker lineage, but, like, maybe it is Ben. Maybe he is yeah, so, the one. I don't know, man. It was... It was good stuff. It was only a little minute, but I'm telling you that that dark side ray consumed everyone the moment that that got out, and then we finally got it on Monday. So that's why we're talking about it now. We were not at D23. We were watching from home like the rest of you, but now we just riffed the motherfucking shit out of it. So I'd assume we're probably going to get a major trailer, probably the the next two minute plus trailer in October. Yeah, and then from there it should just be TV spots with footage from that mega with new scenes sprinkled in but i I like where this one left us and like i said they're not going to show this dark side version of ray if it's actually her turning bad there's no way so i I think nick's right on with his three theories it's just which one is it we're just gonna have to wait and see all right well hey guess what we're still not done (laughs) my friends i don't know what the fuck nick and i were thinking but we're still not done and that's because we have the segment that most of you are here for, and you've probably just skipped the last two hours of content <laughs> we talked about. But that is the Instagram top five Star Wars artist features of the week. I line them up. Nick knocks them down. Here's his top five. Yes. Number one of the top five this week. One, I have to say that this one was a little tough. Um, one of our top fivers this week put out a ton of good content and it was hard to pick just one but we'll get there soon first one up we have the ram var and what i what i really like about this shot is that this looks like we have chewy here we have ray here on acto and yeah. chewy is just fucking throwing around first order and that troopers. that's what did it for me too Nick. yeah i mean just <laughs> it literally he's playing like uh Stormtrooper bowling. Yeah. <laughs> you got one Stormtrooper that's like completely knocked out on a rock. You got another Stormtrooper that he's fucking thrown off the side of the cliff. And then you have another Stormtrooper up here that's like kind of leaning in. He's like, do I want to fucking do this? I just saw both Yeah, of my that, that guy's definitely going, what the fuck did we just get into yeah. here? But um, so at the underscore Ramvar, R-A-M-V-A-R. Also like the... I don't know if this is like if this was a practical shot that was taken outside and this was actually like the cloud pattern that was there. I, I believe so. I think this is all real. And you're right. That that cloud just kind of adds to it. It makes it feel very acto-y. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and what I like about this, and this is something that we rarely see in shots that have a, a, a figure that's using a lightsaber, is the lightsaber itself is not animated. Yeah, he didn't even fuck with post-processing. I give him credit. Yeah, you He's know. Like, fuck it. He he said, my shot stands on its own. I don't need any of that glowy bullshit. And it, he's right. It, to me, the, what caught my eye here, and I know that's kind of how you pick your top five. That's basically how I select who to share every day, even though you toy photographers are, are doing great now with tagging and, and hashtagging Star Wars Time Show because there's plenty each day to go through, and we appreciate that. But it, it's, it's the pose, man, and it, it's... In particular, the Chewy toss. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> just perfectly captured what it would look like if a Wookiee threw a First Order trooper off a cliff. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So Yeah. Perfect staging um, here by 
by Ramvar and just again beautiful background imagery here with the with the clouds. So if if, if this is like practical outside stuff, fantastic. You must live in a very beautiful part of the country. Um, next up, we have a returning top five member here. This is at remember underscore the underscore clone underscore troopers. Remember the clone. I've troopers. got some inside insider information on remember the clone troopers. Insider information. Okay, so yeah, I'll give a quick overview of this. And what we see is we have a, a stormtrooper or a clone trooper here on the ground kneeling down. Um, you know, with his arms around phase one clone too, like the the fin helmet. Guys. Yeah, so yeah, it's the one with like the yeah, like you said, Matt, the fin helmet, and then like the the mask, like the full kind of connection of the mask. I, I really dug this clone helmet to be honest. With yeah, you. it looks really really fucking cool. And he's like, he's got his arms around a woman on the ground who's holding a baby. It was just a very emotional shot. Do you know who that woman is, Nick? Look close. Oh jeez, she's from another popular culture franchise white hair with the baby god it's gonna kill me when you say it it's danny oh god it is it's Dan- it's the fucking mother of dragons the mother man. Of dragons good how the fuck wow yeah that's fantastic and and the baby she's holding i, I would just, I, I can't tell if these are one six scale or one twelve scale i'm thinking one six scale because it looks like danny has real hair yeah and if they are, I, I would that could very well be Baby Luke from the uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith Hot Toys Kenobi Deluxe set. Oh wow! I mean, uh, if you're listening, remember, fill us in. Are these one sixers, one twelvers, and who's Danny holding? And is that Danny? I'm pretty sure it is because she's even has like a little blue, blue thing on there. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say, but yeah, the, the insider stuff on Remember the Clones. Apparently, he's related to to Triple P. Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember this. Yeah, coming. Papa Palpatine. I don't know if they're brothers, cousins, or whatever, but um, they're definitely talented toy photographers. Yeah, I mean Triple P. That's a little you know foreshadowing to what's coming up later on in the in the. Top and I five. believe at one point in time, Triple P told us it would be his dream to be featured in the same top five as as Remember the Clones. Really? If he said that. Papa, listen in, because this is your day, buddy. <laughs> and we didn't even, like, this isn't even coordinated. No. I mean, I, I never even told Nick that you you guys are related and you'd like to be featured together. This just all kind of happened through the force. No, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I go through I go through the top five. Matt literally does not know which ones I'm going to pick. He just throws them up there. I mean, but this shot by, by Remember is just beautiful. I mean, the way that you have yeah. the lighting coming in from the right side of the picture, just the emotional kind of presence that's felt here um fantastic work by remember the clone troopers so yeah it is it's it's not an action shot it's more like a shot of a a clone caring for the weak yeah it's almost like you know kind of if you've seen war movies where like exactly you know a city is being shelled and like there's a a soldier is kind of you know protecting a, grabbing a, a mother and her kid yeah. or something or sacrifices himself for to save save a citizen so yeah. yeah it's it's a great show exactly so beautiful job there by remember the clone troopers so next up we have another this is a this is a another new attendee to the top five but it seems like it's a pretty big and known account oh uh, i think non non's never made top five non's never made top five before i saw it so well, like, i know we featured him or we've i've featured him before because the dude clearly based on this yoda shot is a fucking pimp oh so. yeah i mean so what we see here is a very is it's yoda so this is hermit yoda dagobah yoda 
and hobo. He, hobo, Yoda. hobo Yoda. Hobo Yoda. Hobo Yoda for those people who play Swago. That's what we call him. Um, and he's on Dagobah, and he's just going about his Hobo Yoda day. Yeah, and Nick's not fucking kidding. Like, I really think Nan went to Dagobah to shoot this. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Dio he's using here, or if he actually went to a swamp, I mean, there's, like, real moss. It's wet. The, 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 the tone of the shot looks very Dagobah-ish. You got, like, some tree roots in the back. I mean, the, the, the little snake that comes with the Yoda figure yeah. made the shot. I mean, it's just boom, like... Boom, okay symbol, awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, just very authentic feeling. Perfect, perfect in, in terms of just the, the staging, the framing, the the background, like the entire setup of this image just is absolutely perfectly executed. So this this cape, this, you know, this this garment that he's wearing, does that come with a figure or is this custom made? No, that, that actually comes with Yoda. The staff or his cane comes with Yoda. The little necklace comes with Yoda and the snake. And this is actually, Nick, the it's a re-release. Their, their Black Series Hasbro, a lot of these figures that we want were released many years ago and have been vaulted. You can't get them. you got to pay an arm and a leg on eBay, and, and they kind of look like shit because they weren't using that digital face paint stuff. Yeah. This Yoda is a new version of one they previously released. It just came out this year in the archive series of Black Series figures. And you can tell, I mean, just look look how good his little face looks. I was I mean, that's say, what I mean. Yeah. The, the shot just feels, it's picture-perfect hobo Yoda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, everything about it is just well executed, and it's just, yeah, perfect. It's perfect. I don't know what else to say. Matt said it all, but... Um... It, it, it looks like a fucking movie still. I mean, this is like if Frank Oz was just kind of hanging out on set during Empire and someone snapped a picture of his pop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is at non, N-O-N underscore 1072 on Instagram. Guys, clearly got a huge following, 16.6K followers. Beautiful work here. And again, this is one of the guys where you can scroll through his feed and every one of them is a banger. Like we could put any yeah, one of pretty much. up there. So. Pretty much. <laughs> So, uh, well done, sir. Well done. Um, this next one, again, like I've said it in the past, I will say it again. If you have clones, if you have clone figures, they just get me clone. Like I'm gravitated towards the clone figures and with Nick's Nick, Nick likes men in armor. Yeah. Men in uniform. (laughs) So this this comes from Drew Originals, another... He may have a village people record. I could. It might be hanging right above this computer screen. Um, Young man. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. But this is from Drew Originals, a new account to the top five, and it looks like... Who, by the way, I mean, we've... I've been throwing him up for a little bit here, but this guy is... He's kind of like Jason B. Michael, where they're just, they kind of like dabbled their toe in the hobby. And once they started getting reactions, they just went nuts. And their, and their skills and what they're putting out at this point is, is mind boggling. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you scroll through his feed, if you start at the bottom and go up, every shot gets better and better and better. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and this is, this is a quick, quick improvement. I mean, you're talking to someone that's been doing this for years. I still look like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes. And that's a lot of times because I'm sharing shots that literally are two or three years old. But just it seems like these new guys are just like, hey, fuck it. They just they run with it. But the shot he put out here, Nick, is it's literally a remake of the scene in AOTC 
as the Battle of Geonosis starts, and, and you just see this big hazy cloud and all these blue bolts coming through and the Phase 1 clones running through it. I mean, it looks just like Yeah, it. exactly. Like, you could... If I looked at this, and I don't know it's a, a toy photography picture, I think it's a movie still. It comes straight from the yeah. movie. Yeah. And, like, look, we, we shit on AOTC a lot on this podcast, and if there's one scene worth recreating from AOTC, this was a good one to pick. Because, um, like you said, it just, like, it, it does capture that kind of the the chaos of war, like the war that just starts, like Yoda says in that scene, you know, begun the Clone War has. Like this is the moment that the Clone War starts. The clones come yep. into Geonosis, the 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 droid army is there, and then bam, they go. And this is one of the first shots you see. Just yeah, great atmosphere here. You put in some nice burst effects on the guns. It's just it's really. I mean. This could be the first ever Attack of the Clones remake scene I've seen. That's a lie. Some people, now that they're, um, there's a new GMY out and a new Dooku, so people have been kind of remaking some of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's awesome. And like I said, I have other shots of Drew Originals just kind of in the queue, but you people, and we're not complaining, we love it, keep it coming. It, it used to be, even I'd say two months ago, I, I kind of had to sometimes go out and hunt for shots. These days, dude, it's, I'm essentially skipping over shots. We're getting so many tags and hashtags, this, that, and the other thing. So appreciate it, Drew. Your skills are getting better and better, and, and this shot is just kind of a, a culmination of the passion you're showing for this hobby. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Keep it up. We love scene recreation. Beautiful stuff. So number five here and rounding out the, the remember oh, the clone troopers kind of talking point. We have triple P Papa Palpatine photography in here in a beautiful mashup. Like if I, if I saw this again, like this is one that I cannot believe is a fucking toy photography picture. Like Papa. So what we see here is Papa has a, a master chief figure on a Death Star Dio, and he has a bunch of weathered, you know, uh, stormtroopers. It looks like that is a, what is that, a scare? That's not a Scarif trooper, is it? Yeah, it Scarif is. The, the, the lead guy yes. there, yeah, that's the shore trooper. Shore trooper from Scarif. And they're coming around, and you can see that they're, like, looking around the corner <laughs> looking for Chief, and Chief is just getting ready to fuck all these guys up. He's got the spike grenade there yeah. from the Brutes, right? The Brutes had the spike grenades. I mean, it's just such a fucking It's great. Good I mean, shot. you're right. I mean, dude, these these figures, and I'm assuming these are one, yeah, they're 112. So, I mean, they're they're maybe six inches tall. I mean, the, the framing he used here and the perspective, it, it makes them look like the hulking men that they are. I mean, uh, John 117 looks like a fucking 7'5 tall Spartan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and just the way that, the, I don't know if it's the the post processing that Papa did, and obviously the atmosphere. Well, go, dude, he plays. he throws up great BTS for every shot now, so I, I'd imagine you could probably pull this one up quickly. And nope, I've lied on. That. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he's got behind the scenes. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna have uh, to look. At it's it. a very, I mean, it's a very simple setup. It's just taking the time, getting the poses, getting the the lighting right. Uh, no, it's it's not that simple. Just kidding. It, he has three fucking layers to it. Yeah. To provide that depth of field look with the guys in the background. Yeah. I was uh, looking at that one. God. Yeah. He's got. Like yeah. This said, is like a one six lengths. shooter level shot. I mean, you got some matrix stuff going on in here. He's got paint buckets doing something, and 
Litra cubes, Loom cubes. I mean, you got there's so many troopers in here. Half of them probably probably aren't even in the finished shot. Yeah, like you can't. But even. they they just add the authenticity to the look, the feel. Yeah, the 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 depth, like you mentioned, like the depth of this shot is four almost five thousand likes on this shot. By the way, for him. Oh yeah, I mean this is a fucking masterpiece. I mean if you, I mean th- th- I I would have to say this has been his most popular to date, and I think it's because it's a mashup with two hugely popular sci-fi franchise oh yeah and and look like i said for papa it was hard to pick this week because before he put up the halo one like this one that we dropped in the top five he dropped a beautiful dark side ahsoka um shot with like 10 different red lightsabers floating around her like wearing a like a oh, red yeah. Sith yeah. robe. I mean, it was fantastic. So yeah, Pop Pop is in the group with with Jason B. Michael, everything. Uh, I mean, Sir Dork, you name it. If they're putting stuff out there, it's worth sharing. It just comes down to let's try to spread things out a little bit. I like finding new people. Other people I know like us finding new people for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, Papa Palpatine, definitely an all-star. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think this week we had three new people and two returning and the two returning were remember the clone troopers and Papa. So it's a solid lineup. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this Papa shot. Like, again, this looks like it, it almost looks like it could be animated. Like this, this almost looks like it could be like a motion picture fucking capture. Well, they are, there's a live action, halo in the works right i think it's on showtime or something Yeah, i think there's it's been in kind of in limbo for a little bit but i think it finally kind of moved towards the end i just know they cast like some boob to play john i'm like yeah it's gonna be interesting you're supposed to see his face too at least from what i've heard but right i've seen the guy i mean he's literally usually plays like a jerk off character that's why i'm like i don't get this but nice but whatever this is this ain't halo time it's star wars time in fact my friends it's time to say goodbye and (laughs) There's a lot of you probably said goodbye a long time ago because I think this is a new record for Nick and I, or it's up there. We're getting there. I, I, I know we've done two hours before. We're now a little over two hours, and I feel good. I, I feel like there's a lot of good content. D23, honestly, was throwing stuff at us I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting to have to riff on a dark side ray, but I loved it. And there's going to be more, my friends. Like I said, I think uh, October-ish is when we should be expecting the next Tross trailer. So for now, all we can do is ask you to do your part, and that is to get over to StarWarsTime.net. Click around a little bit. We, we need a little love to the website, too, because in the end, the stuff that's going to help us getting better access to content, ideas, rumors, things to speculate on is if we build our numbers. You know, our numbers for August, not looking too good. Numbers for July, we're looking fantastic. So you guys either fell out of love with us or you're all just too busy drinking, smoking, tripping, doing whatever on August before you had to go back to school. Either way, StarWarsTime.net. Hit it up. Subscribe to the podcast. Up at the top, hamburger menu if on mobile. We're on all the platforms. It doesn't matter. And if we're not, you can also get us on YouTube or just grab our podcast RSS feed and throw it into a reader of your choice. All right, my friends? Get on it. It's coming. Mando, Tross, they're going to be here before you know it. And we'll be here breaking them down, fanboying out, and giving you our hot takes, even if they're stupid, because that's what we like to do. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 